Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? You're listening to You've Probably Seen It Podcast. Alrighty then. One million dollars. That's my credo. No regret. Today, Junior? Oh, what are they teaching this place? Wow, he's very nice. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of You've Probably Seen It with Adam and Michael. Hello everybody, welcome to a, another midweek edition of You've Probably Seen It podcast, so we're interested to see how this one goes again. This is the most midweek and most you know, the latest we've probably started, yeah. so it should be a good one, I'd, I'm pumped up. I do appreciate the uh, <laughs> Adam get, get me to do the uh, 8 o'clock start, um, even, I even did leave cricket training early for this as well, the boys were still training for another half hour. They, they know. Yeah, they, they know where my heart lies. Okay. <laughs> uh, this week's a very uh, special happy holidays Christmas episode with uh, Home Alone. Yeah, this one's so, I think this one's very close to both of our hearts, and I know in my mm-hmm. family as well. This is the it's just the Christmas morning movie that we always play. This one or number two? That's nice. Yeah, it's um yeah, and I'll get into a fact I'll as well, s- so it sort of does click in well when uh when we get around <laughs> to it, and it will make a bit of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this probably is yeah my Christmas movie, so I watch this every Christmas. This one is a bit forced on us. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we watched it anyway this Christmas. Uh, just a bit early, but yeah, I was thinking about the other um, Christmas options as well. There was, of course, mm. Elf. Yeah, Elf's, Will Elf's my number two now. That's um, yeah, just because I'm a mad Will Ferrell fan. Um, but yeah, I, I never was into Elf, and then I sort of started to find it out, and it yeah, yeah it really struck me. It doesn't click with me yet, so I might have to watch it again. Yeah, I watched the Grinch. Weekend. I watched the Grinch with my kids today, and just Jim Carrey just does what Jim Carrey does and makes any movie yeah. brilliant. Um, but he's made for that That's character. It was great. What out of course Home Alone two, yep. which will hopefully come up in another Christmas time. Yep. Um, which I think the the ending of that is a lot deadlier than this one. Yeah. This one seemed a bit tame, <laughs> tamer than I thought. Yeah, so a, I think a lot of the both had a carnage of, comes in the second one. They both had a bit of sinister stuff about them as well for a kids movie, yeah. but that's just sort of what it was. And now to be able to have to play it off as like a PG, you've got to jump through a lot of hoops um, to get there. Yeah. But to get G, you just forget about it. It's, it's yeah, and um, what's the other one? Uh, Santa Claus with uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, that's, that's another true. one I thought of that's as well. Cool. That's another one I watch most Christmases, and I think they're all on Disney Plus. So we just massive shout out to Disney. Yeah, uh, Disney this episode. Well, this is like the time of the year that the streaming services all like get their guns out and like go gangbusters. Mm-hmm. But I think Disney Plus has a lot of dominion over a lot of, or like they can just pull a lot yeah. of rank now because they've just got so much hold over everybody. They got all the kids, yeah. like Christmas movies. All the other ones have that weird, like office Christmas party and yeah, yeah. other movies like that. But yeah, for the kids ones, I think all of them are on Disney Plus. Yeah. I know Elf's still so, on Netflix, so that's a that's a big one that they they were yeah. able to hold on to. Yeah. Um, so Home Alone came out in 1990, so we weren't even born nah, yet, just as my me. dad would say, yeah. <laughs> not born yet. Nah. Um, <laughs> ratings. Uh, so IMDb seven point six. That's a big one for Rotten them. Tomatoes. Yeah, quite high, but Rotten Tomatoes only sixty six percent. Yeah, so that was the surprising. That was the obviously not the audience score. Audience score was closer to like well, you Google yeah. user score, but yeah, I thought sixty six percent was a bit stiff considering it's it's a really well done movie. I mean, there's obviously a lot of fiction about it, but it is a really well done movie regardless. Yeah. Um, and the Google scores again. You haven't changed it with ninety three percent. I just changed. I just changed last week's eight to a nine. I think, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the highest rank or like equal highest. Yeah, 
people up there. Yeah. Um, so directed by Christopher Columbus, who of course was a uh, famous Spanish sailor that conquered <laughs> the uh, US. And pretty amazing, um, he's he still making movies in the nineties. So yeah, good on him. Good longevity from him. Um, but no, so he directed Mrs. Doubtfire as well, um, and the first two Harry Potter movies. And I think Michael's been smashing a bit of Harry Potter lately. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. I went to see the stage show, which was um, so incredible. It. It's really and good, huh? Yeah, we went back. Oh, I just some of the stuff they do for anyone that hasn't watched it. If you get an opportunity, it's well yeah. worth it. It's something that will always stick in your mind because I'm still thinking back to going, how the hell did they do half that? Like I've seen a lot of stage shows, but uh, nothing's come I close like, to what they yeah. do. We're going on tangent mode, but yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like musicals. They're kind of annoying to yeah, me. And I, I don't understand how people can just break out in song, but I don't mind a play. Like yeah. that wasn't a musical at all. And all the stuff they do and how they do it is pretty yeah. amazing. I'm a renowned hater of the um, of the wedding singer musical. So I'll, <laughs> I'll be brutally honest, that shit me to tears. But yeah, the um, look, yeah. some musicals are right, like Lion King, just because it's like nostalgia. But yeah, um, was yeah. School of Rock good? Yeah, but it's it's more it's closer yeah. to like the lower budget of the uh, wedding singer, so that's why anything okay. that's not really well advertised, I'd probably if you're not really into it, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> yeah. Um. So written by John Hughes, who did a lot of those sort of Brat Pat movies with mm-hmm. Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and of course Uncle Buck, which has John Candy, who every line in this was just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was like really something for the older kids and parents. Yeah, uh, it was uh, John Candy's character. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of connection with Uncle Buck in this movie as well, um, with actors yeah. too. So yeah, I think this. I don't. I think if Uncle Buck didn't happen, this movie wouldn't have happened. So there's a lot of um, little connection there. <laughs> yeah, and then produced by uh, John Hughes um, as well. Um, and then we get into the actors, so of course, starring Macaulay Culkin, the biggest child actor of all time, probably. Yeah. Um, smashes the city again as Kevin McAllister, the main character. Is that um, John Mulaney, the comedian? John Mulaney? I'm not sure if he's a comedian, but he's more of the. Um, I think he's the he's the Home Alone. Um, not Home Alone. What's his name? Uh, Home Improvement son from uh, with Tim oh. Allen. So he was a child actor around the same time Macaulay Culkin was sort of coming up. Um, I just sort of was, he's still around Hollywood, but all he, all he sees is him um, a little bit run down and walking his dogs. So it's just like those paparazzis who just won't leave him alone, basically. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I I'm is. not sure if he's done, if he's still a comedian or anything, but I thought he was just more in the... Uh, I think we're thinking about two different characters. Uh, John Mulaney's like a stand-up comedian. And I'm looking up here, and apparently he did audition for Home Alone. Oh, uh, but you maybe go. you're thinking of Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Was I thinking about like him? The other one? Was I thinking about him? Maybe he auditioned too. I'm not sure, but there you go. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'll... It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Thomas. They... <coughs> there you go. Yeah. So yeah, John Mulaney uh, apparently uh, got it or he was up for it, but his parents declined, which is yeah. shocking. Yes. Yeah, so how big this <laughs> movie spewing. is. Um, of course, Joe Pesci as Harry. Um and that could have gone to Robert De Niro, which would have been amazing. Ooh, I think. Been that would have been else. so good. <laughs> um, or John Lovitz, who would have been a bit too creepy it, about it. Yeah, I, I think. I think John Lovitz. I think he knows what he does, but he's just that sort of. <laughs> I mean, I know him probably be best from Rat Race and uh, in uh, no, so the Bench Warmers. Is the yeah, dad from the Bench Warmers? Re- I always remember him as the horny guy at the start of uh, Little Nicky. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. what I remember him as. 
Oh, every time I think of Little Nicky, I think of that guy f- uh, with the really deep voice that's a devil. Hey, what have I got to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember what his name is, but he, he just sticks out uh, in my mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a legend. Uh, yeah. I th- he pops up in a lot of sort of uh, family guy sort of nostalgia, like mm-hmm. um, rip-offs. But yeah, John Lovitz yeah, and De Niro would have, either would have been very interesting to see. But yeah, um, De Niro would have been pretty similar to Pesci, I think. But Lovitz would have been yeah a little bit different. I just love Pesci as similar. like the little just hard man. It just like it would have been such a weird yeah. role for him from everything that he well, played. Well, he seems like a scary dude. He like, is. He's he does a bunch of uh, mobster movies and everything. Yeah, and it just seems like a terrifying dude. Well, I like how people hang shit on the '90s bad guys because like Pesci's like <laughs> five foot tall or something, and he's like, "This yeah. is what a bad guy nah. used to look like." <laughs> but having said that, I would not want to come up against Joe Pesci because he would beat the piss out of me. Nah, not at all. <laughs> um, Daniel Stern as Marv. I think I remember him from Bushwhacked. I don't oh, know if I'm anyone ever one, has nah. seen this movie. Um, it's on Disney Plus. He does as a well. fantastic watch it on the weekend. Does a fantastic job in one and two. Uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah, yeah. Just his facial expressions. Yeah. <laughs> overall silly. He's a lot more sillier than Joe Pesci. Yeah. There's a lot more. I will say that. Yeah. Pesci's. You know. You think Pesci's like a genius, but then you. There's moments where you're just like, no, you're not. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, Marv. Yeah, Marv's just that great comedy value throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you're. Yeah. He's like the one where you're uh, like you're sort of half rooting for him because he's just. So lovable. <laughs> yeah, he's just a bumbling idiot yeah. that gets into it with his mean boss. Yeah. I assume uh, Harry's the boss. Oh, yeah, definitely. The yeah. brains of the operation. I think Marv, Marv would um, just be floating and doing really stupid shit here and there if it wasn't for Harry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'll be. He'll still be a criminal, but not as yeah. successful, yeah. I don't think. <laughs> um, of course, uh, Harry and Marv being the wet bandits. Yeah. Or as I kept writing in my notes, the wet boys. Because I like that a bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we have John Hurd as Peter McAllister, Kevin's dad, the most not caring dad in the world. Like he doesn't seem like he gives a shit half the time. I think maybe he plays a rich dad really well. I've got to give him credit. Maybe he plays that rich dad that's just sort of like, "Ah, yeah, we'll be right. Sort of like, let's just get on with our holiday. Um, and Catherine O'Hara um, as Kate McAllister, who does a really good job. Yeah, I think in this sort of shows it pretty real. And uh, obviously, probably best known for the, her newest TV show. I keep forgetting what it's called. Um, or, it was on Netflix, massively popular. Uh, That's the one with Shits, Eugene Levy. Shits Creek. Yeah, Shits Creek. Yeah. Have you watched that yet? That's a con- no, nah, no, I haven't. Definitely good. That's watch. a connection with uh, Eugene Levy, Jim's dad. That's why so we had connection to connection from this do week the crossover from last week, week to week. Yeah. There that's you how we go. Do it. But yeah, definitely worth a watch as well. Um, I'll give you that little, uh, give you that little tidbit. It's it's an yeah. easy it's an easy watch. It's just a really easy watch. Not much happens, but it's yeah. just a nice. We watch. We need a, a new easy watch. We just finished watching The Office for like the second time this year. Yeah, <laughs> and then we tried watching uh, the new season of Big Mouth. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, they've just, just went just over the top. Season one and season yeah. two, and then it just went like, holy shit, what are they doing here? Like, yeah, yeah, it's too, it was a bit much. <laughs> Shame Monster just really um, turned shit on its head. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send a letter to Netflix yeah. and just tell them my feelings as a young Christian boy. Uh, anyway, I'll let you take the summary. <laughs> so summary, so this one's a little bit bigger. But an eight-year-old uh, troublemaker must protect his house from a pair of burglars when he is accidentally left home alone by his family during Christmas vacation. There you go. Uh, so it's available to stream on Disney Plus, which uh, we know they've got Dominion over. So I don't think it's actually available mm-hmm. on much else unless you want to rent or buy yeah. it. I think, yeah, they own it. 
yeah. Disney own it and it's their <laughs> streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got some little known facts here. So this one I had to put in uh, for our heritage, being a Janoszkiewicz mm-hmm. and a Gorbatsky. Uh, so we've got Poland loves Home Alone. So showing of Home Alone has uh, have become a Christmas tradition in Poland as popularity has only increased. In 2011, more than 5 million people turned, uh, tuned in to watch it, making it the most watched show to air during the season. So um, really mm-hmm. random, just Poland. You don't really, you know, it's not like it's a, if it was like the UK's favorite one, you'd be like, oh yeah. But like Poland of all ones to to come up, yeah, good on him. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm wrapped and I'm, I'm proud. I'm very proud. Yeah, very proud Polak right yeah. now. Um, so Home Alone was a Guinness World Record holder for more than 25 years. This is massive. In its opening week, Home Alone topped the box office, making 17 million uh, 81,997 bucks in 1,202 theaters. So the movie maintained its number one spot for a full 12 weeks and remained in the top 10 until June of the following year. It became the highest grossing film in 1990 uh, and earned a Guinness World Record as the highest grossing live action comedy ever domestically. It held onto that title for quite some time, 27 years. Uh, Chinese blockbuster Never Say Die knocked it out of top spot in 2017. So I think I need to give that a whirl if it's if it's knocked off home yeah. alone. <laughs> But all I made, don't know. I think Chinese yeah. people have just made a lot of money in the last 10 years <laughs> and they can spend it on watching that's, movies. That's true. Maybe they just go like, it's, we yeah. need to take down the American Home Alone and let's just get everyone to watch this <laughs> movie it. to knock it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe Pesci got all method on Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. So this is like, goes back to that point of him being that really scary dude, not just as an actor, but mm-hmm. in general. So in order to get the most authentic performance possible, Joe Pesci did his best to avoid Macaulay Culkin on set so that the young actor would indeed be afraid of him. Um, so, And I've got a little fact that comes up later in the movie as well about Pesci and yeah. Culkin during one scene. So, um, oh, look, I think it worked. And I think it's it's good because mm-hmm. being young, you can't sort of differentiate between sort of reality and sort of the actors as much. Um, so I think it was a smart yeah. move. But yeah, scary dude. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and uh, Marv was supposed to have gotten a spin-off, which would have been fantastic. But I don't know if it would have quite worked out. Uh, quite worked out. So yeah, this, the storyline well, just each week he's just getting bashed yeah. by a new kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> donk! Ah! <laughs> um, the storyline would have been essentially the same. After giving up a life of crime, Marv would have been framed for the same murder. So <laughs> what? Very, <laughs> very, very interesting of how that would have worked. Um, but yeah, so framed for murder, I'm guessing that he didn't commit and then had to get it out of it. So it would have been interesting. Now, this is the one that you've <laughs> forewarned me about coming into. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want you to let me read it to you. Right. Well, this is where I want to just chat about the sequels. So they've got, of course, Home Alone 1 and 2, which was made by all the same people, um, starring Kevin McAllister, uh, starring, uh, Macaulay Culkin as Kevin McAllister. The third one. Um, which came out when I was like five or six. And I remember loving it as a kid. And I watched the trailer for it uh, this afternoon doing a bit of prep. Uh, Did a bit more prep for this one. (laughs) Uh, And I just enjoyed the trailer. It's just very silly. And I remember most of it. Yeah. Um, And I don't even know that four and a five came out. I knew knew there was more, but I didn't watch it. Like I just did not watch it ever. And then they just released the sixth one mm. on uh, Disney Plus as well. It's like Home Sweet Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, which tr- apparently when I was, is, when I was, just looks terrible. <laughs> when I was trying to get the notes for this one, that one just kept coming up. Every time I did like Home Alone rating, 
and it was home sweet yeah like home sweet home alone i'm like no 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 you clearly know that people are going to be looking up home alone over <laughs> yeah you're home not looking home alone so yeah. pull your heads in but yeah i'm interested um, so, so yeah i was looking at the trailers for home alone four or five and six and home alone four as opposed to home alone three which actually uh, is starring Alex D. Lind, mm. who started Max Keeble's Big Move. Max Keeble. So that's another one. Okay. Max Keeble's <laughs> popping up everywhere in our pod. That's yeah. fantastic. He's coming up soon. <laughs> I reckon the day we finally um, call this podcast and finish it up, Max Keeble should be our last movie. I re- and I reckon, yeah, maybe that could be a live watch too. I'd be very interested in <laughs> yeah. I think we just start a new podcast where we watch Max Hebel's big move every week. <laughs> we do like, and it's just scene by scene. So one episode's one yeah. scene and really <laughs> oh, analyze the shit out of it. Um, but yeah, so Home Alone 4 is supposedly supposed to have Kevin McAllister back in it. Yeah. Um, so as opposed to the third one, which isn't Kevin, yeah. uh, Home Alone 4 is back to the original timeline. But this is the plot for Home Alone 4 amidst his parents' impending divorce, mm. Kevin McAllister want, must foil his old nemesis Marv and his wife Vera's plot to kidnap a crown prince despite opposition from his dad Peter, Peter's fiancée Natalie, and Natalie's butler Mr. Prescott. <laughs> there is plenty going on there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit too much, so if you ask me. Look, if Marv and his wife were the ones like, trying to kidnap Kevin or something, you know, that might have sort it's of been the, feasible, but yeah. it's just like when I, it got to kidnap and then it went a crown print. I'm like, oh, okay, this is fucked. <laughs> this is gone. well, it's uh, it's admit his parents' up. impending divorce, too. So something went, <laughs> went awry something, with uh, shit. I reckon, yeah. uh, I reckon Peter's just uh, played up a little bit with Natalie and then, um, yeah, yeah, and he's just taking the money. Natalie's taking the money, and obviously, Mr. Prescott quite a big deal in the uh in the new McAllister <laughs> household <laughs> jesus christ yeah i watched a few trailers it just looked awful yeah well i need um, to watch so a trailer. is it, orig- is it og marv um no, no. it's okay. uh, french stewart it's a bigger actor but yeah. it's it's not it's not joe pesci yeah no isn't oh no marv is um daniel oh is that? it marv's i kept oh, getting a mixed too. up i kept yeah, getting a mixed right. up too daniel stern i did too yeah but yeah it's not daniel stern anyway yeah um Wow, but interesting. on that note, yeah. let's get into it. Now, I know we say this could be a quick one every single week. Mm-hmm. We say that either to ourselves yeah. or on air. But I feel like after sort of like the realization of the Home Alone, there's a really big sort of like just set up for like the big show right at the end. So I look, yeah. I could be wrong and we could end up, this could end up being our first two hour podcast, but I'm really <laughs> interested to see what actually happens here. Yeah, well, it's a similar one to uh, what's the movie with Eddie Murphy? Coming we to did? America. Coming to America, when it's not really joke, 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 or line, line, line. Mm. It's more sort of set up to a big thing. So yeah. we all know that the big thing with Home Alone is how the wet boys try and break into his house at the end. <laughs> and he, uh, I'm not going to let you say wet. Bo- <laughs> I'm not going to let you keep saying wet boys throughout this pod. I'm not letting it happen. And he. <laughs> Sets up all these little machines to stop them. But yeah, there's a lot of sort of foreshadowing yeah. and all this stuff going on with Kevin and character growth It's a decent um, in the movie. It's a decent, yeah. I like how you said character growth because I did yeah. notice that a lot more. Um, but yes, yeah, so the foreshadowing, you can sort of, once you've seen it a few times, you notice like every little sort of thing that they do. So 
Yeah. Um, it's sort of like, what was that other sort of well-done mystery that was sort of better in a mystery sense than... Oh, Ace Ventura. It's got a little yeah. bit of those vibes in terms of how good it is as actual mystery. Um, but mm-hmm. even though it's not really a mystery that needs to be solved as much, it's more of like a... Yeah. More of yeah. like an impending oh, and, and one last thing uh, to add, of course, as we're saying, we are Polish. Um, and my baba, which is my grandma... Um, on my dad's side, she had this movie like taped on VHS, yeah. which I'm sure we all did. Yeah. Um, but it was titled "Alone at Home," <laughs> which I really appreciate. Oh, that's fantastic! So shout out, Baba, shout for out "Alone Baba. at Home." Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we start an intro to the McAllister house, which is just full of all these cousins and uncles looks like a shit um, show and aunt is just running around <laughs> yeah and but this is just another example of a massive american house yeah um in the suburbs so we had stifler's house last week yeah. his two houses um is just another example of a massive house in the yeah. suburbs of chicago and i'll get it out early so this whole movie was filmed every single scene in chicago as well so i know it's mm-hmm. not sort of like usually a new york or a la theme but yeah everything in chicago even the Paris airport was done in a high school basketball court. Yeah, that was uh, actually Paris High School. <laughs> really <Bitch>. like a- <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the family's running around the house and we see Joe Pesci, who's acting as a cop, just standing in the front of the house yeah. and just no one's taking notice of him at all. And I think I only realized that team standing there maybe four years ago when I was watching it. Like I ne- it never really. <laughs> it wasn't an initial. It wasn't yeah. an initial click for me yeah. either. No. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so it just um, looks like people just running yeah. around, and we find out that they're actually packing for their family holiday to Paris. Uh, must be nice, yeah. as they say on the Harry, uh, Hamish and Andy podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're just sort of running around. It looks like a shit show. People aren't really taking notice of actual a police officer in the house. It just shows mm-hmm. how crazy it is. Um, and we find, and then we get introduced into, uh, Kevin played by Macaulay mm-hmm. Culkin going upstairs, uh, whinging to his mum. And I didn't realize how much of a little shit he was at the start of this movie. Like, he's yeah, I wrote turd. that in well. I'm going to, I'm going to drop the C-bomb, but, um, he's not a great character. <laughs> no. Uh, no. So. <laughs> he's, um, yeah. So, I mean, especially now, yeah. well, since watching the movie as a 30 year old, as opposed to watching it as mm-hmm. like a 20 year old, for example, um, he's just, yeah, real bad. So Uncle Frank's not letting him watch an, a movie that the older kids are watching, which is mm-hmm. quite natural and quite normal. So it's not that bad of a thing. Yeah. And he just won't let mum talk on the phone. Um, tries to complain to dad and dad legitimately and fair enough says, why don't you go and help me clean up? Which, you know, probably yeah. fair enough. <laughs> what a dad response, <laughs> yeah. huh? And again, yeah, it goes yeah. to old Peter McAllister just like not really giving a shit too much and just a bit more, mm-hmm. bit more lax. Yeah, and we still have sort of, yeah, he's just being really mean to his parents. Like, he's telling yeah. his mum to get off the phone. It's like, why don't you make me and all this bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't realize it when I was younger, but he is a bit of a shithead himself. Um, Joe Pesci's just back in the uh, front of the house, just trying to flag down a parent with a bunch of people just running around yeah. again. Um, and they ask Kevin to pack his suitcase. Mm. And Kevin just has like a whole anxiety attack about <laughs> packing his suitcase, which is kind of a weird thing to write I in. I lo- would have loved packing my suitcase to go overseas when I was that age. I would have yeah. frothed it. Yeah, and he's like, 
uh, <laughs> he's asking his brothers and sisters how to, uh, and I'm not sure which of his brothers and sisters. Yeah, it's so confusing. It's all so confusing. It's so confusing. Um, there's only and there's even only like two his sets own brothers too. in it. Yeah, so I think, I think it just clicked for me yesterday. So I think there's those two sets of parents, and then the parents of the other kids are living in France, mm. so they're going to spend time. Yep. So I think that's what he said at the start. But that's why it was so confusing why there's so many people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're saying that Kevin can't do anything by himself because he doesn't know how to pack his suitcase, which kind of makes sense. It's yeah. kind of a bit of a stretch. Yeah, well, he's, he's um, technically what a grade one would be in because we find yeah. out he's in the second grade. So that's a grade one in Australia. And like, I would not imagine many grade ones to be able to do like anything no. near that. So it's a, it's a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a yeah, stretch. Well, how a little how will they know what to pack? They just have like 20 t-shirts and that's it. Yeah. What did, well, they said pack water and uh, toilet paper. They told that to him. <laughs> <laughs> Cop that, Kev. That's pretty good. Um, and on that note, we get intro to Buzz, which is Kevin's older brother, the one that we know that's a sibling. Yeah. Um, he's just a classic, mean, older brother vibe. Yeah. Like just the... I, yeah, I don't know if you had that as you probably didn't have that as much, but Not I, really. I copped it. Uh, I copped it pretty hard as the don't hang around buzzed. me, don't don't come in my room, don't do any of this shit. So <laughs> I uh, I could definitely yeah. relate to Kevin in a lot of uh, what was happening <laughs> in here. Um, oh, before that, Kevin cracked it. He goes, "When I grow up, I want to get married. <laughs> and when I grow up and get married, I'm living alone." Yeah, that's that's a, uh, which that's, is like a smart sign. That's a that's a line in still set in my household to this day. When I, yeah. Just like, I, I don't know what brings it out. Like, when I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. <laughs> I'm living um, alone. Um, also go back, they said uh, he has to sleep on the fold-out bed with Fuller, uh, which we do find out mm-hmm. that Fuller is actually his brother, played by, uh, what's his name? I forgot his other... Uh, anyway, he's a, obviously last name uh, yeah. uh, Culkin as well. <laughs> uh, I forgot what his yeah. first name. No, he's a big actor. I think it's Kieran. Kieran, yeah, that's right. Kieran Culkin. Yeah. Um. So he's in the movie yeah. as well. But yeah. So the whole um, Fuller and the wedding the bed thing um does pop up a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So um, Buzz is talking to. I'm gonna guess a cousin. Uh, and he says, yeah. "Is it true that uh, French babes don't shave their pits?" Um. <laughs> and uh, then Kevin busts in. He goes, "Don't you know how to knock Flemwad?" And he goes, well, can I sleep in your room? I don't want to sleep with uh, Fuller. He puts the bed. He goes, I wouldn't let you sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. <laughs> classic, <laughs> pretty good line. Classic buzz line. Um, yeah. And then we get into the uh, whole old man Marley story when they see uh, mm-hmm. there's some old dudes salting the sidewalk, which I'm guessing it just melts yeah, the, the snow. Yeah. Like it just melts the snow. Yeah, really. I think so. I don't yeah. know. We never I'm really had sure. we never really had to experience any of yeah. that in uh, Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, whole, but anyway, yeah, yeah, old man Marley, the uh, South Bend shovel slayer. That's pretty sick, man. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah. And yeah. we find out, yeah, so he killed his whole family. He keeps him in the salting bin. So you already know it's pretty much bullshit just by what, <laughs> the yeah. way that it said. But I wrote on here, everyone had like a scary neighbor and there was always like a bit more of a bit mm. of a myth about those characters. So when we were playing cricket, yeah. there was this one house that you just did not want to hit the ball into because we called her the witch. And it's like, the witch will, will get you. <laughs> So whenever we played front yard cricket, if it went in there, like you have to sprint in, get it and piss off because you do not want to mess with the witch. Um, and it's funny how things work because now we've got one uh, at my parents' house. She's like the nicest lady on the whole street. So it's funny how these things <laughs> these things turn around. Yeah, you probably just saw her an old lady once. You're like, oh, that's yeah. a witch. That's it. <laughs> no, nah, I think she was a bit of a bitch. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So well, I was, you're hitting... Uh, 
You're hitting balls into her front yard. Oh, come She's on, mate. Right. Oh, mate, we're kids. You know, oh, you think, it's a bit of fun. You think, yeah, but still. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah, he's sort of the myth in the neighborhood that this old man, he's a murderer and he murdered his whole family. Yeah. And uh, Kevin is quite terrified of him, which leads into the rest of the movie. They close the, they, Even when uh, they close the blinds when they see him, so they, he sort of knows that people yeah, are scared of him Yeah, he sort too. of looks at him, yeah. yeah. But he's like... Suspiciously, just looking at kids. Yeah, he's got the big ass. Like, he can't be doing that. And like the, the scruffy yeah. beard, like, and an old dude. Like, I'd be, I'd be scared too. Yeah. Um. So back to Joe Pesci, uh, trying to find out where sort of the family's going and everything. And he got fuller. And I assume uh, one of his cousins <laughs> just staring at Joe Pesci with their eyes and mouth so Yeah, I just did the open mouth <laughs> yeah. stare to the cop, and it was just like yeah. some little girl with like frizzy hair and mouth open and eyes like yeah. staring it's yeah it's it's very well done um but yeah mm-hmm. it's it just goes to show someone that has no idea about kids is just like asking questions to them without actually knowing who <laughs> yeah. it is you're not going to get anywhere so no. um yeah also the little uh little nero's pizza rocks up and um knocks mm-hmm. over the statue which is a bit of a sort of an ongoing gag um throughout the movie yeah it just sort of like breaks the movie up if anything um shows the appearance of different mm-hmm. characters um, but yeah, anyway, Joe Pesci just tells those kids to scram. Um, and the pizza guy says to Pesci that they've got to pay $122.50. So I, I counted, I was, I thought I was so cool. I was like, this is the math that I'm going to do throughout the whole movie. I'm like, yep, divided by 10, $12.25 a pizza. I'm like, that's the math. And then, like, dead set, like a minute later, it just pops up. It's like, oh, 12, $12.25, $10, uh, $12 a pizza. I'm like, yeah, well, there goes, there goes <laughs> all that hard work for nothing. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had it good. Um, but yeah, we get intro to their <laughs> Uncle Frank, who is a massive cunt in this and yeah. more of a cunt in the second one. Well, I actually... He's just a pest. I actually put him down as my MVP, which might be a big call. <laughs> no. But I had him as my MVP because every moment he did, he's just like the germ cheapskate and obviously yeah you said he pops up more in number two but he does a good job yeah. he does a good job as being this scumbag oh but, he does uh yeah obviously i didn't didn't get the receptive mvp <laughs> so clearly not going to be the mvp on this one i don't know i haven't chosen one this one yeah. it was going to be uh uncle buck but he's probably not in it enough yeah like he kills his scenes but i'm probably he might be yeah. um on to marv i'm thinking marv as well if it wasn't if it wasn't yeah. for uncle frank i'm probably gonna go marv for this one so there you go yeah we'll, we'll knock right. we'll knock out marv's we mvp for this one yeah. daniel stern there you go welcome mm-hmm. um so yeah um, so he asks uh are you just around for the holidays are you, oh so satan mm-hmm. yes the pizza guy says he just around for the holidays and he says i guess mm-hmm. you could say that so again uh that foreshadowing coming in nice and early um, and then we mm-hmm. he gets introed into uh, Peter F- McAllister, and he finally goes, "Oh, so finally you've got the dad here." Um, he's just checking mm-hmm. the neighborhood to see if everyone has taken all the necessary precautions, and he basically tells him that he's got locks on all the doors and automatic timers for lights. He goes, "That's the best that anyone can do." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah, pretty much. And then just yeah. Joe Pesci and- just weirdly looking around the house, um, really yeah, sus. And he. And he lets them know that they're leaving at 8 a.m. Yep. the next day to go to France yep. um, f- with to see his brother for Christmas. Yeah. Um, and then we're in the kitchen with the family just all smashing pizzas. And the first line And Buzz is so eating pizza. Yeah, you go. Uh, like Buzz is eating pizza like a maniac. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> pushing it into his face. He's just being a dick. <laughs> just he, just, he, know, he already yeah. knows that Kevin wants that plain cheese yeah. pizza, but he's just being a dick. 
which what we would mm-hmm. call a margarita pizza i'm finding out more as well um I think so, so yeah uh but i like the first line from the from fuller's sister does uh what is it oh, does santa claus have to go through customs <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair call yeah it's not bad but those are the questions yeah. that you ask as a kid and I actually when <laughs> kevin gets left home alone i actually think that they nail the whole like sort of home alone vibe and what someone would actually do as a kid I reckon they actually nail it yeah. pretty pretty well. So they they do a good job of um yeah mm-hmm. uh, resonating with the kids in this movie. Um yeah. So yeah, so they obviously saying they need to leave the house at eight AM and then you hear Fuller go easy on the Pepsi and he's <laughs> drinking the Pepsi and sort of like smiling at the <laughs> smiling? camera. Smiling? <laughs> yeah. It's just like I'm gonna piss all over this bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He knows already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we got a uh, yeah. yeah so buzz so um kevin uh asking buzz what happened to the plain cheese and saying that everyone mm-hmm. ate it already um but if you want some we're gonna have to buff it up and he goes kevin grab a plate and does the the, vom- <laughs> the fake vomiting noise yeah and um kevin kevin cracks the shits and um pushes buzz and then obviously the bigger reaction causes everyone to just stare at kevin like he was the only person in the wrong which again as the younger mm-hmm. brother knows situations i can resonate because the older brother knows how to push the buttons but knows when to stop and not to say it so loud so then you're the one that yeah. cops the, <laughs> you're the one that cops the shit at the end yeah um so yeah the, um kevin sort of spear tackles buzz and it knocks over um uh, drinks they wanted to drink the milk because they're going away <laughs> oh that's which it a- comes up later on where kevin has to go buy milk from the grocery store yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so very milk themed uh development yeah, there's this. a lot of yeah the, uh, the but yeah does track and then again i, f- I feel that as well because mum being maltese so it's like no we got milk there we're not throwing it down the drain you got to drink that shit before <laughs> yeah. we go on holidays yeah um so one of the plane tickets gets drenched in the milk and they accidentally throw it out which uh, you assume he's supposed to go to Kevin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, everyone is looking at Kevin and staring him down like he's the one in the wrong. And yeah. he, he does, he's in the wrong a little bit, but yeah. his family is sort of in the wrong too. So it sort of shows both sides of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think sort of the mum tells, so the mum's yelling at Kevin and he's sort of taking him upstairs yeah. to go to his room, I guess. So another good line um, from Uncle Frank. Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the the you will not make this putt, yeah, jackass true. guy. That's a good connection. That's a good yeah, one. I like that. <laughs> Imagine it was the same dude. He'll get MVP if it was the same dude. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he's leading. Uh, she's leading Kevin up the stairs. She tells Joe Pesci that they're going to Paris um, the next morning, and you see Joe Pesci do a smile and you see his gold tooth. Yeah. Um, and he, I just wrote it reminds me of um, Juddick yeah true yeah, well, uh, our grandfather that um, <laughs> has passed away since but yeah he had his gold tooth and yeah. always had a nice big uh, old man smile on his face so yeah, yeah. good, good Juddick uh, reminiscing there yeah there you go um, he tells his mum that he doesn't want to sleep with Fuller um, because he wets the bed and he does his big sort of puppy dog eyes yeah treatment to his mom just showing that he knows what he's doing and he's playing the game as well yeah yeah um, um and he sort of had yeah sort of he, you probably have the notes better than i do but he has sort of an argument with his mom that he wants a new family yeah so he basically says his family for the uh, rest of his mom life. just basically says maybe you should ask santa for a new family 
Um, and mm-hmm. then basically it's the whole argument of him, like, I don't want to see, it basically ends up him saying, I don't want to see you guys for the rest of my life. And then she goes, well, you'd be pretty sad if that happened tomorrow. And he goes, no, I wouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. But it just reminds me of a kid like, I would scream, run upstairs, scream, I hate you, mum, I hate you. And then just give it like 10 minutes and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm cool. So <laughs> it's really does, it really does connect to sort of like what a little kid sort of reacts to um, yeah. hating that. I wrote here as well, the third floor, once you get in there, it looks absolutely sick. Like it looks like an amazing place to stay. It's um, Well, what is it? It's like their uh, attic. attic yeah. yeah. So it's the attic, yeah. but it's like, it's not like just an attic, like it's proper space to stand up and there's ample space yeah. around there. So it, it looks amazing. Um, but then... Yeah, I think a lot of Americans have like the attic as an attic slash basement. Room and yeah. The, and that, or they have a basement as well. Which isn't really yeah. a common thing in Australia, is it? Like, I don't, you don't really see, nah. see that at all. Um, yeah, I think it's something to do with, like, hurricanes and all that. Nah, okay. They have to have, like, a bottom room. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, nothing like that here. Um, and then as he's going to sleep, he wishes that everyone would just disappear. So, And that's sort of mm-hmm. how the, uh, the night finishes for Kevin and that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sort of goes to overnight where it's extremely windy um just like it has been in melbourne for the last i feel like few weeks yeah um and we it sort of zooms into the wreath and it's like it's really spooky mate santa that santa on it, always which scared the shit out of me yeah. as a kid always scared the shit out of me it was yeah it's yeah. really ominous like they do a good job at like and it's funny that me and you know. both connected to that because i always yeah. as a kid i was always freaked out by that santa claus mm-hmm um, and then sort of the power lines get knocked out, uh, which causes the power to go off and yep. it turns off the alarm uh, to wake up Kevin's parents. Um, the next morning, the sort of bus buses arrive. Yep. So they've got a bunch of mini buses to take them to the airport. Knocks over the statue. Um, and someone is fixing <laughs> the power. Yeah, knocks yeah. over the statue again. Um, and then sort of someone's out there fixing the power. Um, yeah, and then sort of the family freak out or the mum wakes up. Um, realizes the power has gone out yep. and checks the power and they sort of realize that um, everyone slept in and it's just very uh, Benny Hill vibes yeah, of everyone yeah, running yeah, the house yeah. with the silly music <laughs> I yeah. can hear the music in my head as well just the whole sort of uh, hit Christmassy sort of Home Alone music yeah. but I'm just thinking like you've got kids going overseas like seeing their parents everyone's so excited mm. bullshit everyone's sleeping into 8am like this is my first yeah. this is my first like no no if it was me as a kid I'd be up at 6am like keen as mustard to get ready for this flight. So there's no way that everyone just like missed the alarms and slept in. Like this is the first bullshit for me. Yeah. I write in my notes that I wake up at 5.30 every day regardless. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sleeping <laughs> until like seven o'clock, especially the day that I'm going to go on a big trip. Yeah, you, you're going on a trip with like ridiculous amount of kids to adults. So like you're already heightened as, as it is. Yeah. So like this is just, yeah, this is just horrendous. Again, I blame, I blame just, Peter McAllister again. <laughs> why didn't they just set alarm on their mobile yeah I know Stupid. like I mean, idiots silly you just tell your iPhone you just talk to Siri and you go hey Siri set an alarm <laughs> for 6 o'clock Jesus anyway anyway it's like they're living in the 90s yeah. or something these muppets um, uh, anyway. embarrassing so we get intro into the annoying kid asking hundreds of questions mm-hmm. um, which I'll say it now Steve Hibbert Steve Hibbert for, for is the one. is the annoying kid. His name is Mitch Murphy, played by Jeffrey Wiseman. Um, but this kid mm-hmm. has always stuck out because, and it also plays a big role in this movie too. Um, yeah. But not in the movie for a long time. 
I know, Adam, you said that as soon as you're um, putting in the notes for these and you messaged me and said you've got a Hall of Famer, so I'm looking forward to this one. I've got a good this, one. This, this I've got is, a good one. Yeah. It's coming up. But yeah, my, I thought we might have crossed over with Mitch Murphy because I thought he might have been a good no. one. But he's got a lot of lines, but he's not in it for long and you probably won't even recognize his face if you saw him again. So um, I thought he was a pretty good yeah. kid. I think if he, he's just like a generic blonde kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With, a be- with a beanie on and uh, mittens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, so he's asking 100 questions to like the bus drivers <laughs> and he's just like, yeah. oh, the McAllister's going to Paris. We're going to Florida. What's the gas mileage on this <laughs> <Yeah>. van? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, inside, everyone's just scrambling to pack um, to that music again. And they're making their way to mm-hmm. the vans. And the oldest uh, sibling or cousin or whatever it is. Cousin. Yeah, um, I wrote that sister, question mark, or cousin yeah. is counting the kids. She's probably like, like, something like those lines. She's probably like 18, 19. Like the, looks very mature yeah. compared to everyone else. Um, but she's doing a head mm-hmm. count. And uh, annoying old Mitch Murphy um, is... <laughs> trying to go through their bags like, a, like yeah a it's like getting a camera out and yeah. stuff <laughs> and um, what's he doing so she basically touches him for the head count and um thinks that she, he is kevin um and just because they're mm-hmm. in a scramble sort of that's um that's the way it is uh so they counted mm-hmm. and they're all on the bus think that everyone's counted up and then Frank mm-hmm. being just being negative as shit going, we're not even going to make the flight. We're not doing it. So it's like, <laughs> his character really does. He's got to wake up early. Yeah, this character really does yeah. um, rub a lot of people the wrong way. Um, yeah. The guy, um, the electric- and just, oh, sorry, go. What, yeah, no, I think you were about to say it. So yeah. the uh, the electrician says that just before they get into the car and Mr. McCullough is not really paying attention, um, but they say that he's fixed electricity but the phone lines are all messed up and won't be fixed for several days. Yeah. So again, just, um, which uh, of course plays into yeah setting that Kevin. up. Um, and then I've got here the song "Run Run Run Rudolph" because I think that one's that one might make yeah. it in for me because I don't really this that's not really a Christmas song for me, but I reckon for in terms of Christmas, how Christmas carols go, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Run bad. Run Rudolph, yeah. Santa's gonna make it to town. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, um, um, and then some more sort of Benny Hill silliness of the family running through the airport, um, and they sort of say they finally made it to the what do you call it the gate? Yeah, um, just in time. Call it yeah, and they just make the flight, of course, and they just sort of walk on like no security yeah. checks or anything. You just, just made walk it. On. Like she's really happy too. She's like, and yeah. you just made it. I'm like bullshit. You're some, you're standing at the front there going. Oh, you made it. Okay, hurry up, get in. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, just choose any seat that's free. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think it works like that. I think she. Just, I think is what she's uh, saying is like, there's no chance that anyone can be later than you. So whatever's yeah, free, they're your yeah. seats. Go for it. Yeah. Um, and the family even say, we made it. I hope we didn't forget anything. Yeah. So, you know, they <laughs> A lot of setting up. Um, and then as soon yeah. as they're getting in, the parents are in first class, which I think like, mm-hmm. I would feel so uneasy being in first class and having like all of the kids back in yeah. the coach. Like it's loose ass. Um, and then and what? Yeah, uh, yeah, Uncle Frank is his Uncle Frank. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uncle Isn't Frank, he just like yeah. ordering drinks? The first thing, his Does first just, priority yeah, just, is like <laughs> champagne. It's free, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is where I wrote MVP, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wear this one. <laughs> you could get it. yeah, Gerald, Gerald G. Bamman, by the way. Just see if anyone's uh, wants to, if anyone's still interested in hiring an uncle, Uncle Frank, <laughs> in future. Um, but yeah, like so, he's sort of like the plane's taking off. She's like, hurry up and put your seatbelts on. He's like, champagne, champagne. It's free, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Kevin's finally waking up. Didn't hear any of the commotion. 
um, probably just clicked with me yesterday because he was sleep. Uh, yeah, yesterday when I was watching it. Yeah. Because he was sleeping in the attic, he didn't really hear any of the yeah. commotion, which is a little bit bullshit as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's sort of walking through the house, realizing how quiet it is, and no one's there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that's when he finally notices that he is home alone. I guess, as they say, <laughs> as they say, um, and they sort yeah. of juxtapose it with the plane taking off as well. So mm-hmm. it's sort of, um, yeah. sort of connection in time, and um, yeah. Kevin sort of as he's walking around, starting to call for mum uh, as well. So he's starting to click on to the fact that he's home alone. Um, so yeah, Uncle Frank, and he goes back to the plane, and Uncle Frank's asking his wife to pinch the crystal <laughs> from the <laughs> from first class. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like us, and then just being a, an asshole to the flight attendant, just going, "Yep, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up." Just all the champagne. Um, and then yeah, at the same time, Kevin's sort of strolling around looking for the family, mm-hmm. and then he makes his way down to the basement, and there's like the furnace, which I didn't even realize what that. Mm-hmm. I still don't even know what that is exactly. Um, it was I like think a hot it's water like their version of. I think it's. I think it's the heater okay. that, that heats up the house. Yeah, but yeah, it's like making all these ma- fake noises that Kevin's hearing in his head and. He knows it's in his mm-hmm. imagination, but he's still scared of it. And um, he runs out of the, sort of runs out and pisses off. Uh, and he runs all the way outside and sees that all the cars are still uh, in the garage because dad left the garage doors yeah. open, which comes up um, soon as well. But doesn't realize yeah. that they had to get a shuttle. So he assumes that they aren't at the airport yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's all sort of wondering what's going on yeah. around the house. Um, but is this when he says... Is he thinks he made his family made disappear. my family disappear. Yeah, yeah. And he breaks the third wall and he sort of nods at the camera yeah, and smiling. Yeah. Um, like, it's just not great. And you get all the, the family like being an asshole to him from the previous night, like yeah. in his head and sort of, um, he just turns out to be really happy and there's all these like really sort of happy, joyous uh, things that happen. And the first thing he does is make popcorn yeah. and start jumping on the bed, which I think is, uh, yeah. which I think is pretty kid-like. Makes I think that's, that makes sense. I'd yeah. probably do something similar. Um, mm-hmm. and he's searching but yeah he's yeah. just sort of running around the house being silly yeah yeah just doing um, anything and just, like, realize, just yeah. pure enjoyment of a child just running around for the sake of running around like that's yeah yeah, <laughs> it's bliss um, and then we see um, he's going through Buzz's toy chest and this has always made me yeah. want to have like that drawer in my bedroom where I pull out I know, just, yeah. there's just cool shit like everywhere like I've got, I had a drawer when I was at my parents house like this and it was like you open it and it's like there's a there's a um a pocket knife there's like uh chocolates there's like all this like cool shit that's like you just open it and it's like it's pure bliss um mm-hmm. but yeah there's some good shit that he finds in there as well so you got some firecrackers junior mints mm-hmm. <laughs> we see buzz's girlfriend and he goes now yes i thought it might have been <laughs> as i was saying it <laughs> oh please tell me yeah, you've got an got... actress name please tell me you got an actor's name now it's even more infamous than that. Yes. It, this is a very Steven Glansberg moment. Yes. Um, but so my Steve Hibbert is Buzz's girlfriend. <laughs> so Kevin sees a picture of Buzz's girlfriend just goes, woof. Because <laughs> it's just a, a thick uh, young lady. But her smile, is um, like, so, her smile is like really over the top too. So it makes it even Yeah. Better. And she's wearing, she's wearing braces and yeah. everything. Um, so... That was going to be my Hibbert. So I just went to look up to see the young actress's name. And apparently they didn't want to use a real girl because she'll be made fun of. Um, So they asked the art director's son to dress up um, and they took a picture of him. Um, And I tried to find his name. I think he requested to be anonymous. 
Um, so the art director's son um, <laughs> might be going into Hall of Fame status as oh, a Steve Hibbert nominee. There's another stubby holder for anyone if they can find, yeah. that, if they can find that one. But yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. So I need to have a good look at that photo now because now I really need to analyze yeah. it. But I did, I did actually consider it for a moment, but I thought no like acting but i'm happy that you went with it because it, it just turned out so good yeah well it just because yeah if it just came up as an actress i'll be umming and ahhing but now there's such mythology about yeah. it um definitely have to be my hippet for the week oh well played that's good that's a that's a facebook yeah. profile picture right there too <laughs> Change it up. um so yeah he's basically next thing we see he's shooting a bb gun into mm-hmm. uh f- so figurines down a trash chute Oh, sorry. I think it's the yeah. uh, laundry shoot, actually. Um, yeah, yeah, laundry. Which my family was very close to getting when we built a double-story house, and I'm always upset that we never actually got it because that would have been so sick to <laughs> actually have a laundry shoot in your I house. Daniel would just be pushing you down. Oh, yeah, no. Think. I would have definitely gone through <laughs> it at least once or twice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I wrote here just great fun. And, like, I did the same thing with, yeah. like, the... With, like, before Nerf was a thing, I had, like, the suction bullets for, like... Uh, you could shoot a gun, so mm-hmm. probably one in like playtime at high point or something like that. Um, but yeah, you could like shoot, you could shoot them in like sticks. So I remember doing exactly the same thing, probably inspired by this movie. So again, just yeah, really sort of nailing the kid sort of dream. Um, but mm-hmm. as well, having a BB gun as a kid, that's that's amazing. <laughs> that would have been so yeah. sick. Yeah, I think that was more of a thing um, in the late 80s, early 90s. Even in Japan, uh, when I went to so Japan, they was yeah. uh, selling them off in carnival games. So they're even a thing there, which is pretty sick. There you go. That's fine. Um, yeah, Kevin's making sort of a massive ice cream sundae. Um, probably <laughs> bigger than him. <laughs> yeah, that's um, So yeah, he's just eating, uh, you know, popcorn and yeah. uh, jumping on beds and eating massive sundaes. Yeah. Um, and he's watching um, a movie called Angels with That's Dirty it. Faces. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's actually a fake movie yeah. that they filmed for this, uh, which I didn't know. They got this one and the second one yeah. um, in the sequel. Um, and yeah, sort of, they use it as a scary character to speak to the adults. <laughs> yeah. um, I wrote it down here. So I wrote as well Pepsi product placement uh, on point. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize Again. now, but it's like Pepsi is like, just um, yeah. filtered throughout this movie. So really well done by them. And as well, they did it really well in Happy Gilmore. They had the Pepsi Pro-Am and there's always sort of Pepsis that float around. So, um, yeah, but I yeah. think the subway was a bit more aggressive yeah. with the advertising <laughs> in right. that one. Um, and then we have the, uh, I'm going to give you to the counter 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. He's like, all right, Johnny, I'm going. He goes, one, two, ten. And just shooting him with like a... a <laughs> <singer>. <laughs> Keep yeah. the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah. Which is just lives on in infamy. And it comes up a couple mm-hmm. of other times throughout this movie too. Um, and mm-hmm. then similar gags in uh, Home Alone 2 that are used as well um, in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Is that when Kevin gets scared watching the movie and he sort of yells for his mum? Yeah, that's right. He does. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then the mum sort of wakes up uh, on the plane and in like a shock. So they have some sort of telekinetic, telepathic yeah, tele- tele- um, connection some there. Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's talking to um, her husband um, like they forgot something. Yeah. And her dad admits that he left the garage open. I'm like, that's a pretty huge deal, especially in like... <laughs> Minus temperature snowstorms yeah, yeah, and shit. Yeah. 
Um, worry about all your shit getting broken, mate. Um, but then she realizes she forgot Kevin. But how? Yeah, that's something like, I, I was thinking that before. Her count. I'm like, you didn't even go back to coach to see if he's there. Like you just said, Kevin. Which I'm like, yeah. This is why I'm thinking mm-hmm. that to- <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 66. percent I reckon these like little sort yeah. of inconsistencies. This is why they, yeah. the actual true movie critics didn't give it, but. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, it's that they do well to just make you think that like she's got that sort of telekinetic power and that connection with Kevin, that mother's mm-hmm. intuition. But um, yeah, it's the whole Kevin, um, which I think is burned mm-hmm. in a lot of people's brains from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It was like seriously, like that's yeah, that's yeah. that's all it took. Yeah. Anyway, um, and I, I wrote down here. So did. Did they land and they tried calling the house, but the lines were down? Because I yeah. just wrote they tried calling and the lines were down. But well, so I've got here. I so the captain's happened later on. The captain's the captain is trying to call Chicago. So they're doing the best uh, they yeah. can. So the uh, air hostess went up to the captain, said it's an emergency. Mm-hmm. She's left a kid home alone, and then yeah, tries to call, but uh, no luck. Um, before that as well, yeah. we got Kevin sledding downstairs. Uh, which again uh, yeah. knows what kids would do. I, th- I remember doing it at one of my friends' houses with like a single mattress. It was fucking sick. <laughs> I'm gonna say it was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you didn't go all the way out the door either. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't so, get that far. I think it was around the corner, so yeah. it would have been impressive. Um, but then, it, so going back to say, the captain said they're calling Chicago. Mm-hmm. Captain called Chicago, and then <laughs> Uncle Frank does the biggest piece of shit line. So if it makes you feel any better, I forgot my reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we do give him the MVP. Mate, we'll change I'm telling it you, I think I'm, he gets I'm it. telling you, yeah, he's he, gets a, he it. actually do, he doesn't have much. He sort of stops here, but he has. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, made, yeah, he definitely right. makes us laugh in terms of like actual delivery of a line. So uh, yeah. I'm happy I could turn it around, but maybe we'll have to do yeah. it. Maybe we'll have to do a duel for this one. We we'll have to do a duel. We said Marv. Yeah. Maybe, I'm happy with Marv and Uncle Frank. All right, we'll do two. Yeah, we'll do it too far. Then they deserve it. Yeah. Um, the next scene we get in trade to the wet bandits so harry and marv are in a van and uh is it harry he knows the schedule of when all the lights are automatically turning on yeah. um in the neighborhood so all these rich families have gone on holiday for christmas and they're going to break into all the houses and steal all their shit yeah um but he mentioned that he sort of cased the McAlter house and that's the silver tuna yeah um as he called it um so that's the house they want to break into first um and i like how they do a little crowbars up like salute to (laughs) to uh start robbing we've got our fast bowlers we've got a fast bowl salute when we get wickets we do the uh, two fingers up for the same across the (laughs) fast bowlers um so yeah they're trying to burglar that's they think it's actually i forget this but they actually try to burglar the McAllister house first um yeah i I didn't know that either i thought it was the other one um, so they find out mm-hmm. they're trying to sneak in and then Kevin hears them. Um, so he quickly runs to the back of the basement and flicks the light on. Um, and obviously the light in the basement, mm-hmm. they sort of like freak out. Like I thought they were, they weren't home and they just bail to sort of like regroup and work out what the hell's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And he sort of gets spooked and he goes and hides, um, under his parents' bed, yeah. um, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. I would um, do the same. I would have done the same thing. Yeah, I probably I'll do that now. I probably would have hid in the bed before turning on the light. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have ended Fuck well. But yeah, yeah, lucky yeah. you did that. Yeah, so they finally land in Paris, um, and of course, the mother's first instinct is to call back um, to Chicago 
to see if Kevin's okay. Yep. And we have that lady speaking on the payphone in French um, and she's just going nuts on it and they finally kick her off and she starts talking to a random guy in French. <laughs> Hello? It's like, Hello? she'll call you back. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but they tell, gives the quarters to the family and just tell them to call everyone they know. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine as well, I was just, I don't know why I thought this. I'm like, they wouldn't have to get European sets like really early because I don't reckon they would have taken American quarters in the payphone. Another thing <laughs> yeah, I was thinking normal. about, they would have to quickly get some, uh, yeah. some change broken up here. Um, I don't yeah. know why that went through my head, but <laughs> it did. Um, it's a very good call. Yes, but yeah, just um, call. They're basically just calling everyone they know, splitting it up. Um, mm-hmm. And this is where Kevin sort of he's under the bed and he's like, um, he sort of makes that realization that you know, oh, I can do this. This is my house. I'm not afraid anymore. Mm-hmm. And he runs out the front and starts yelling, "You hear me? I'm not afraid anymore!" And then <laughs> all of a sudden, old man Marley uh, rocks up in front of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just in one of the most harsh reactions to seeing an old person just looks at him and just goes ah! <laughs> poor poor old old man Marley but I, I mentioned this later on he doesn't do himself any favours too like he's not no presentable. he, he really not, he's not nice he's not like smiling like he does like later in the movie mm-hmm. he's just looks freaky as shit so like you know you gotta sort of you gotta sort of expect it to happen yeah um, the next scene, uh, is the family calls of oh, his mom calls the police station, yep. like their local police station. Um, and just wants someone to go check on Kevin. Um, but they have to go through all these bureaucratic questions and changes over to different departments, um, to get someone to help. And you yep. assume the police will care more. Um, but they really don't. Yep. Um, they get sent back to a lady, um, and, they say that they'll send the police over to check on Kevin to make sure he's okay. Just quickly, I just wanted to say that there. I, I always have to find a Seinfeld connection. There was um, Junior Mints yeah. before, which I could have probably put in from Buzz's Toy Chest. <laughs> but the uh, actor, this is the Kramer actor. So not the one that plays Kramer, but like yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. that plays Kramer in this uh, pilot in Seinfeld is the guy from the Family mm-hmm. Crisis Intervention, in, yeah, intervention, whatever unit. So I had to just chuck in. And there is one more Seinfeld uh, connection that rocks up later. There we go. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I remember that guy's sort of face. He's sort of a little weasel face about him. Actually, was that... Is that um, from Billy Madison? Carl? It is. Oh, shit, it is too. Larry Larry Hankin. There you go. It is. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. I didn't even make that connection in the first one, but... He looks a lot more presentable. Yeah, yeah. um, (laughs) As Carl. (laughs) He does. Um, but yeah, yeah, basically, so there's knock at the door from the police and because everything that's happened, mm-hmm. Kevin is just too scared to answer. So because of that, the police yep. uh, says, tell them to count their kids again, which is such a douchebag thing to say. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, absolute asshole. But yeah. So basically the cop mm-hmm. doesn't think he's home because he's too afraid, um, mm-hmm. too afraid. And it goes back to the airport. There's a lot of sort of toing and froing at this stage. Yeah. Um, and all flights to America, we find out are booked and that there's nothing for two days, um, and um, Kevin's mum basically says she'll wait on standby during that time mm-hmm. um, while the rest yeah. of the family goes and checks into a hotel. Yeah. And the dad doesn't care. He's like, just yeah. give her a kiss and he walks off. Yeah. And then we <laughs> hear, okay, you care about and this. And I think we hear, bells will be ringing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so very positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, your kids home alone. Yeah. Um, the next one's a, like a classic scene. Kevin's 
just finished having a shower and he's just talking about how well he cleaned himself. Yeah. It's like telling him all these little things. I don't even know. I do I this when I'm cooking attention. sometimes. I do the fake cooking show. <laughs> yeah. <when I'm, laughs> so it's like the infomercial. Yeah. Where, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the classic thing of him putting on aftershave and he does his massive scream. <laughs> I didn't realize how many screams he does in this movie. Yeah, Probably a, a bit few. too much. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I didn't, is, is ice cream, what am I talking about? Is aftershave that bad? Like as like, maybe it's just old, per, yeah, old aftershave it, or I don't know. Because he didn't shave hurt at all. if you just shaved because your pores are your pores. Or maybe your pores are a bit open because you just had a shower. Yeah, maybe, but like um, it wouldn't be that I bad. Like I reckon he's putting it on nah. a little bit. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah. Anyway, he goes into Buzz's room and sort of climbs his shelves um, to get some money out of his uh, sort of where he keeps his little yeah. bit of money, like his his cash it's just got, it's just like, got like, like um, kids. It's just, yeah it's just got like a this sort of um, yeah. these shelves as well that like it's um, built into the wall built into the wall yeah that's right yeah. so yeah just a little cash tin he's got up there yeah um, and he's walking up the shelves or climbing up the shelves um, and they all break letting out Buzz's tarantula which I'm not sure if we mentioned he has or not mm. um, earlier on but Buzz has a tarantula um, and Kevin gets excited because he sees Buzz's life savings looks like it's 10 bucks <laughs> yeah. and a few marbles. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which I don't know exciting. whether he found some money somewhere else in the house, but he must have had a bit more because obviously we know he goes shopping later on too. So um, Yeah, well, he goes like grocery shopping, but he buys like 30 things and it's 20 bucks. Yeah. So he must yeah. be pretty good over there. Must have been nice. Inflation, huh? <laughs> Bastards. Uh, but yeah, basically um, but yeah, makes, Kevin leaves to go shopping. Yeah, makes a mess of the room. But yeah, Kevin uh, has the cash to go shopping. Mm-hmm. As he leaves, he sees a van at the neighbor's house, so uh, mm-hmm. where the annoying kid lives. Um, and then he basically says that they mustn't have gone. Uh, and then as they jump into the house, the wet bandits are robbing with absolutely no discretion, especially Marv. Yeah. He's wearing a snorkel. It's like smashing up. Which <laughs> <laughs> is just perfect. But he's just smashing it. And then I think Harry... Wet ma- bandit. I think Harry mentions is like, Oh, wet bandit, true. Um, Harry Benz yeah. is like, oh, you know you're one of the great cat burglars, Marv. He's <laughs> just like banging all yeah. the shelves. And, um, I don't know yeah. if he means that or he's being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's just being sarcastic. Oh, he's definitely being sarcastic. All right, he's definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, basically as they're robbing, um, they hear receive a call from Peter McAllister saying that they're in mm-hmm. Paris and um, that's to give him a call back. So then the guys are like, mm-hmm. oh, we can go back to that house because uh, there's, no they're, they're obviously not home. Yeah. Um, Kevin is at, it looks like some sort of pharmacy. Yeah. Um, and he wants to buy a toothbrush. And he asks the lady if the toothbrush, uh, whether the toothbrush is approved by American Dental Association. <laughs> um, and she's got no idea. Um, and she he asks her to ask someone else to find out. Um, and this is where we have old man Marley in the store doing themselves no favors no, whatsoever, just staring Kevin down again and spooking him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and he's sort of got the, he's got a bloody hand as well, like all bandaged up. So he's yeah. really free. Um, yeah, really free. And I wrote again, dude is being unnecessarily creepy now. Like it's just, it's just mm-hmm. gone too far. And, um, Yeah. But you think as well, like yeah. you might want to come up to him and say, are you okay? Like, I've noticed you've been out by yourself lately. Like, is everything all right? But no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Kevin's scared and basically backs away. And as he's backing away, they sort of think that he's shoplifting. 
Um, and then mm-hmm. uh, he just sort of decides to just keep running because he's already found himself in that rut and he's like, I can't go back now, which is a very kid mentality thing to do as well. Like, yeah. oh, I just got to keep running. Um, so he basically bolts away and there's a cop. The, the shopkeeper says like he's a shoplifter yeah. and then he's sort of running a, running around and doing a slide. And she says... Like a, like Jimmy, stop that yeah. boy! <laughs> Some guy could Jimmy, pretty close to being a hibbert, to oh, be honest. True, not bad. Yeah, just the guy who plays Jimmy. Um, but yeah, just says that Jimmy, stop that boy! Yeah. And some and then he calls the old kid starts chasing after him, and he calls that sharp left out. And there's just some yeah. fat ass policeman trying to chase after him. Um, mm-hmm. And he does like yeah, does a slide on the legs going past all the hockey pucks when they're playing on the yeah. ice, um, and basically gets away because the cop was never going to get him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we go back to the Sticky Bandits. Oh, the Sticky Bandits Sorry, from the second one. Two, I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> the Wet Bandits yeah. uh, leaving the house and Harry, um, or is it Marv, Marv. leaves the tap on. Yeah. Um, and that's the uh, calling card. Clogs the, si- um, clogs the sink as well. Yeah. And it shows um, <laughs> the house in the next, uh, at the end of the movie. Um, but yeah, that house is fucked. Mm-hmm. Like structural damage. Yeah, that's. Uh, you um, have to knock that, that down. That would be a knockdown job. That's a real dick move yeah. on Marv's part. <laughs> but anyway, um, they're, um, they're leaving yeah. um, and they nearly run over Kevin and they sort of stop right in front of his face. Yeah. And Kevin's sort of spooked again. And does he realize that these are the guys that are trying to break into his house? Yeah, I'm pretty sure so he does. First of all, Marv yeah. goes, Sandy, don't visit the funeral home, little buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a pretty good line, I reckon. Um, and anyway, yeah. so. Uh, Harry's just sort of like, ah, it's okay, don't worry about it. Merry Christmas. And he gives him a smile and then the golden tooth flashes. Mm-hmm. So then there's that connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he realizes that, oh, I'm in a bit of trouble here because these guys know where I live. And yeah, all just sort of the penny drops. So, um, mm-hmm. and Harry sort of like, Harry's going, oh, why is he looking at me like that? Um, he couldn't he couldn't make the connection as him because he's seen hundreds of kids that week. So he wasn't sure if it was yeah. what house it belonged to. And he said, let's just follow him. Mm-hmm. So Kevin's walking and then these guys are like trailing in a van like 10 meters behind, like the same pace. I'm like, why, like, why wouldn't you just wait till he goes around a corner and then maybe start driving so not to build suspicion? But yeah. that was a really stupid move on, <laughs> stupid move on their part. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah. They, keep, they keep following him and then Kevin basically hides in a nativity scene at the front of the church, um, which is yeah, a very smart Yeah, there's a move. lot of weird like, catholic church yeah. themes going on yeah um uh, which i don't know if he's on purpose or not but yeah, yeah very weird he sort of just hides in the um nativity scene at the church and i just write a lot of this movie is kevin just running around yeah <laughs> um, so far um, um yeah, and, yeah so, and basically says when those come guys come back i'll be ready so he's, we sort of like get mm-hmm. there so getting ready for this like, sort of robbery um, and again, a lot of this is just sort of build up stuff from this part here until we sort of get to the robbery mm-hmm. um, at the end. So we're back at the yeah. McAllister house and the guys are casing it again. And Kevin's obviously aware that they're going to case it. So he did the very famous, um, I'm not sure what the song was, but whether it's rocking around the Christmas tree or not, but um, no, there's I'm music sure. and then all the, all the house's lights are on. He's got fake dummies galore, mm-hmm. which I don't know where the hell he's getting these from. Um, and he's got Ma- yeah, he's got Michael like, Jordan on the on a train, which is pretty baller. The, the cardboard cutout, <laughs> and again the Chicago. Connection. Yeah, how do you how do you set how do you set this all up? Is this some sort of engineer? No, What's going on? Especially yeah. like the end of the movie too. Like the train tracks with the Michael kid. Jordan, you know, probably plausible. But then there's like all these fake dummies mm. like everywhere. So 
Um, yeah, very. Like, they're all like dressed and yeah, doing yeah. different movements and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's like a. I, so, I couldn't even set that up like now if I wanted to. Nah. there was no chance. So, nah. yeah, well, credit to him if he's uh, he's got the brains. Um, but they basically the guys mm-hmm. decide to bail for the night. The burglars. Um, and if mm-hmm. I, I wrote here, real burglars would surely just go. You know what? This house, it's not worth. Uh, it's not worth burgling. Maybe yeah. we just got our lines crossed. But um, yeah, obviously a bit of fiction movie coming in um, to there. <laughs> Yep. Um, the next scene, so um, it's in Paris with Peter and the rest of the family. And I like how they're watching Angels with Dirty Faces, yeah. but in French. <laughs> I think that's a good touch. <laughs> I never actually made that um, yeah, connection. Just, I've never actually made that connection. Yeah, so pick up. so good. Um, and it's just talking about the family, um, talking about how Kevin's home alone and Buzz doesn't seem worried about him at all. just saying... Yeah. A few days by himself, will you know, smarten him up or yeah. mature him up. This and he's like, no, he's just an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine me in grade one being home alone. I would like, no, I, I don't know what I would do to be honest. Um, but basically, mm-hmm. the sisters worry Buzz isn't, and he does he does something good, which is just like a little subtle, uh, a subtle line where he goes, a. So I'm, I don't think anything's gonna happen because a, I'm not that lucky. Two, we have smoke detectors, <laughs> and d, we live in the most boring neighborhood. Neighborhood. Period. So again, going from A to two to D, I think was a, a nice sort of uh, subtle, yeah. <laughs> subtle way of bringing that in. Um, mm-hmm. But we've got a we kept flashback to Kevin in the house, and it's another pizza delivery from Little Nero, same dude, uh, and mm-hmm. again knocks over the statue. So um, yeah. another little, little connection, um, and he's basically using the movie to talk to the pizza guy. Um, so a very bright kid, um, and mm-hmm. he says that the pizza's eleven eighty. And this is where I'm happy I did my research because the last pizzas were twelve twenty five. And as you can't tell me that a size difference of forty five cents yeah. would ever make sense. So they stuffed it here and I caught him. There's no, I reckon unless yeah, unless he's call. ordering different times and there's different but it couldn't be, so I don't know. Well maybe it was the cheese pizzas um, oh. less expensive. Ah bastard, you got than me. the other ones. <laughs> you yeah. got me. I'll accept that Sorry. too. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good answer. Well done. Um yeah, and about, and yeah, he wrote. Oh, he gives him twelve dollars, um, and then he. That's where the line "keep the change, you filthy animal" <laughs> comes up. Which is, yeah, it's it's perfect. almost like they made up this movie for the movie. True, oh, <laughs> they made it thought. up too. Yeah, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then basically he yeah. calls him a cheapskate, and then he goes, "I'm going to give you to the counter ten and then the classic uh, gunshots. Uh, gunshots firing like as if you're gonna do that to a pizza guy and he's not gonna say anything or do anything to the cop so yeah uh <laughs> nice one and then uh i feel i I feel with kevin on this one because it's the uh lovely plain cheese pizza just for me that's me on a friday night when mm-hmm. the missus goes out i'm like that's a plain cheese pizza just for me from, <laughs> from uh speedy's pizza on Bellart road so if everyone wants a good margarita uh speedy's pizza yeah. Bellart road in braybrook get on it mm-hmm. Trying to get another sponsorship. That's a stretch, that one. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's <coughs> a lot closer than the other ones yeah. we're trying to get. There we go. Um, and then sort of flashes to Kevin's mum in France trying to get tickets to any town in America. Um, and she's bartering with an old couple saying that she'll give him a watch. And Like, is it a real Rolex? Like, no, but you can tell. <laughs> So no one else is going to tell the yeah. earrings. I'm not sure what else a purse or something. Um, and do you know what the yeah, do you know what the Seinfeld the, connection with those with the old couple is? 
I know the old guy is like a big actor. Yeah, yeah. So here's like, him. He plays uh, when they all look after an old person. There's like a bit of a, you know, the, uh, here Elaine has the goiter chick. Um, Jerry's Jerry is looking after this guy, and he's the real negative guy that has the <laughs> the African um, housewife, and says like she does voodoo dances, which is a bit, <laughs> which is a bit uh, out there anyway. Um, but yeah, he so was. This is another... a deep. This is a deep cut, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Very deep cut. This is a. Um, that's the Seinfeld connection. So I'll just leave it there. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. I'll, yeah. I'll finish it off. So basically, the couple accepts. So they basically take everything yeah. from her, including her first. <laughs> what if you just tickets. stop there? I'll take it from here, Adam. Anyway, they accept yeah. it. Move on. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so, yeah. So she gives him everything and a first class ticket. So they just like, all right. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, the next one's basically Kevin watching some TV and he's he's missing his family mm. and he's wanting him back at this stage because he's sort of had enough. Yeah. And he gives a picture of them a kiss and he goes to bed and yeah. like sort of sad music's playing. Yeah, um, yeah, next, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Such a good like... It's a such a good tune. Musical score yeah. for this movie, yeah. Um, and the next scene, he wakes up again. They repeat the joke of the aftershave. Yeah. Um, so we won't ever go through that play, again. Play on. <laughs> um, yeah. And Kevin goes grocery shopping um, and he's buying all the stuff he needs. He buys some milk because yep. as we know, they're all out of milk. Um, and he buys some ar- army men. He tells the lady at the register, it's for the kids. Yeah. I just wrote here, he's, um, he's, um, his cute. grocery shopping is more responsible than mine now. Like I'll, I'll walk past like yeah. the Alan's lollies, like at $1 off. I'm like, shit. Yeah. I'm getting like 10 of those bastards. It's happening. Yeah. Um, and he's got pretty good banter with the lady at the register. Yeah, too. He's got, and he's, I like how he's reading the magazine and sort of just like, Oh, I got a coupon yeah. for that. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And the lady's being a bit creepy. She's sort of asking if he's by himself. Yeah. And he goes, I'm a 10-year-old kid. Um, of course, I'm not by myself. Or eight-year-old kid. But he I, says that his mum's in the car. I respect it. Because if even yeah. if even the kid's mum was in the car, yeah. I still wouldn't expect like an eight-year-old to be <laughs> purchasing shit by himself. You'd hope not. all of yeah. that stuff. Um, so credit to her. She's probably one of the yeah. most responsible people in the in this whole movie, I'd say. Um, well, what... Is Kevin? I well, Kevin's not at that point yet. He's going to say, "Look, I'm home alone now. My parents went away." Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he wouldn't just tell people or want to see he go to the police. Yeah, why doesn't he go to the police? Well, he thinks he made them. Dis- <laughs> he thinks he made them disappear. I think that was the whole. Yeah, so I guess. Like, yeah, it's like I can't. They can't actually come and find me because they've actually disappeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good yeah. point. Uh, so yeah, he's basically saying, "Mum's in the car. Dad's at work. He's got no siblings." And she said, "Where do you live?" He goes, "I can't tell you." She goes, why not? He's like, because you're a stranger. He's like, ah, I knew Kevin. Yeah. Well played. Um, mm-hmm. And then basically he's just walking home with the shopping bags and the uh, they basically give way on the walk home, which would be mm-hmm. like the worst thing ever with no car. Yeah. Like, what does he do? Yeah, well, I'm thinking like he would have to leave leave some there and then come back later because yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> only got little hands and little legs. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucky it won't go off because it's so uh, wet and snowy. <laughs> it's right, so. probably doing him, probably doing him a favor. Everything will be fine. Um, yeah. And basically, he's doing the washing now as a, a adult little kid. Sees the furnace and mm-hmm. does the old shut up, just showing his growth mm-hmm. as a person in the um, in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then Marv and Harry are sort of casing the house again. Um, want to break in? I want to um, break in. <laughs> and now they're looking at the house and it's saying they don't think anyone's home which was weird because last night it was uh, as they say it was jumping yeah <laughs> um, which is like how they say that 
um, is a sort of Marv goes to check um, on the house to see. I keep getting Harry and Marv mixed up. Yeah, so Mar- sure Marv Marv's a bit more Marv. of a goofy name, so I think that sort of works yeah. out for uh, for the yeah. character. That's how I remember it. And as well, yeah, and as well, in number two, he goes Harry. Yeah, that's how I remember it too. I wrote it down the wrong way. Yeah. And I thought, no, I remember that. The Howie scene. Yeah. Um, so I had to change that. Um, but yeah, they repeat the joke um, of playing angels with the dirty with dirty faces yeah. um, to scare off Marv. Um, and he uses buzzers, um, firecrackers um, to sound more like gunshots yeah. as well. And a bit more of a uh, textural tone to it yeah. and just watching it from the TV. Yeah. Um, and get here with the keep the change you filthy animal um, so Marv goes running back to the van uh, and he tells Harry that someone else is already stealing from the joint um, but Harry being the uh, tycoon he is he says let's stay around to find out who this snake guy is because yep. um, they couldn't really picture who snake was and he knew that- they've heard his name which is probably thinking about the movie and he knows that if they get done for the other things they don't want to get done for this one so they sort of um yeah. go back well this is like harry's sort of next level thinking but it's uh he's i think That's he's right. a bit inconsistent as a character because he gets real dumb in some ways uh later in mm-hmm. the movie so yeah he's a he's pretty clever yeah um mm-hmm. next scene's them trying to get on uh is uh shit, what's her name rose trying to get onto a flight flight is it rose is that what i don't think so no I think she plays Rose no. in uh, in that other show that I was it's talking uh, about. It's Kate. Kate, there you go. So yeah. <laughs> I think I wrote Rose for the rest of this. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, Kate, <laughs> Kate's trying to get on it. No, it is, she plays Rose uh, Rose in Shit's Creek. So that's her. Uh, but yeah, she's trying to get onto a flight and basically um, they're saying that everything is booked and there is mm-hmm. nothing going on. Now, I wanted to take the lead on this one because <laughs> conspiracy theory popped up in this movie. Believe it or not. So if you go back and watch this, or if you haven't watched it yet, there's a conspiracy theory that says the extra in the background with the beard is a lot is Elvis Presley. <laughs> so right, can, I have to watch that back. Yeah. So even if you even if like you look this up because they probably do have pictures, it doesn't look like him. It's just like a, it does not look like. Oh, look, I mean, it's '90s. Who knows? It could have changed. But it's just a dude, mm-hmm. like it's just a dude with a bit. But there's like a conspiracy theory that this is Elvis Presley. He's alive, and and then I heard like someone, someone in like a Reddit post, like, yeah, that's something that Elvis would do because it's like real. Like, Piss off, man! <laughs> like, come on. How would you know? <laughs> but yeah, so it's definitely, yeah. uh, definitely worth a, definitely worth a look. That's a fun fact, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But then anyway, she says she. They said uh, she's like, I've been to this place. I've been to this place, and like, where yeah, am I now? So she's been. Yeah. She's been from Chicago to France to Dallas. No, she wouldn't have been from. Um, she, oh, sorry, Chicago to no, France. Yeah, from yeah, Chicago, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to France to Dallas, and she goes, "Where am I now?" And they're in Scranton, which is a off- uh, yeah. PA, yeah, office uh, from the office, <laughs> office connection there. Um, they caught me off guard. Yeah, yeah, um, and basically just and not giving. She's not giving in. Like they're saying, this, mm-hmm. "We've done all we can, and we can offer you this." And she's like, just basically not giving in, and she's basically like really mm-hmm. desperate. And um, intro to Gus Polinski, the Polka King of the West, <laughs> the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, the Midwest. So she doesn't yeah. like he. So there's no flights to Chicago, um, and John Candy, who plays Gus Polinski, uh, another Polish connection, yeah. I believe. <laughs> Classic polka music Maybe too. That's why. Maybe that's um, why it's so big in Poland. Yeah, <laughs> probably. You're not wrong. It's a good call. Very patriotic. Um, he the says Pollocks. he sort of. 
he overheard um, she's trying to get to Chicago um, and he uh, gives her a lift there. Um, but she thought he thought that she would know who he <laughs> yeah. is. Um, and he's going off a few of, he says he's the Polka King of the Midwest. And he goes through a few of his hits. He goes, Polka, 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 Beautiful. Twin Lakes Polka, Polka Twist. And he starts doing a little twist. And he goes, I think the uh, first one is like, you know, Polka, 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 Polka. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love it. As you go, and he's like, we sold over 63 uh, albums or something like that. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, they, they uh, sold 623 oh, okay. copies in Sheboygan. Yeah, it's like, that's where I was just laughing because I looked at Sheboygan. He's like, yeah. uh, no, in Sheboygan. Very big in Sheboygan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good um, but basically, a fact about this so John Candy actually filmed only had a day to film all of his parts for this movie so he filmed it in yep. one day but it was 23 hours on set so it was a huge Shit. huge effort so yeah. but yeah he only had one day so he got it done so um, credit to John Candy um, for doing mm-hmm. that uh, would have been very close to MVP if he had a bit more of a bigger role I agree with yeah, what you said it was very close to me but yes yeah, so everything um, but yeah so him and the po- the polka boys are driving through to Milwaukee and will give her a lift to Chicago. Um, so the next scene... Sorry, it reminds me of Chris, um, reminds me of Chris Farley. Going up to Chicago yeah. and that's in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in Waynesburg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then uh, the wet boys uh, no! see that... Wet it's, yep. no. <laughs> See that... <laughs> It's just Kevin at the house, and yeah. they realise they're getting scanned by a kindergartner. Kindergartner, um, as kindergartner, yeah. uh, as Harry says, um, and he's putting up the sort of Christmas tree and decking the house out. Um, they probably because they're going to France, they didn't set up all their Christmas decorations, which makes sense. Yep. But I think this is a really well set up scene where mm. he's putting up the Christmas tree and he's putting up um, the baubles yep. uh, and he notices Harry's reflection yep. um, behind him in the window, which is terrifying. That's one of my fears of looking into a window and or even a seeing mirror. a face staring I'll, back at me yeah, or a I'll mirror watch, too. I watched yeah. one movie, a horror movie. I think it was Prom Night. I think it was called. And the one... <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget this because the guy I went to the movies with, he was... He was, a, he was very clever genius sort of guy and he just had timing so there was a scene where she's like closing the mirror and there's all the tense music so he expects someone to be there and she closes it and there's no one there but my mate goes ah! and then everyone in the movie <laughs> just jumped up i could not stop laughing for the rest of the movie it was the best time thing ever and to this day i still think about yeah. it and piss myself laughing but um yeah so <laughs> i had to get that out but um yeah that no, was good. um a really yeah a really well done movie uh, part of the movie I do agree um, that he sees that yeah. and he sort of calls for his yeah. dad at and the same time yeah. too so if you can see the smarts in Kevin and just sort of like taking it all in stride and going like I'm mm-hmm. going to have a crack at, crack back at these guys and scare them off yeah um, but they know that his dad's not there yeah. um, and they know that he's home alone and I put in brackets that's the name of the movie yeah, I, wrote, um, I, wrote, so. I wrote here I wrote ah he said it <laughs> i think there's a part in the fam a part in family guy where like they do yeah, like, yeah. and it's uh, when they say the movie yeah, name peter's doing yeah. it and then he's like this is why i'm spider-man to homecoming return of it he's like oh that's why they call it that <laughs> um yeah i think of that too yeah. <laughs> so yeah and hot tub time machine has a good one yeah too. hot tub time machine is this some sort of hot tub time machine breaking the fourth wall yeah <laughs> yeah 
Um, um, but they say that they're going to come back that night. Marv's not too keen um, as well, at, but Harry is. Yeah. Yeah. They want to come back at nine o'clock that night um, because kids are afraid of the dark. And he says that uh, <laughs> you're afraid of the dark too. Yeah. <laughs> Shut uh, up, Marv. You're <laughs> afraid of the dark true. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at, at that same so time, we've that- got, I've got Rose again, but it's, uh, what's her name? Kate. Yeah. Uh, Kate's Kate. in a van and she's listening to Pol- Polka Christmas tunes and he's like offering her the clarinet and she's like I'm not going to play that <laughs> like, there's no way um, yeah. but I wrote here that would be absolutely horrible to be in a in the back of a van mm-hmm. listening to Polka tunes all the way <laughs> back to Chicago Polka 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 <laughs> I'm going to look up yeah. see if there's any Polka Polka songs now. I really want <laughs> to get into this We'll hear him at Christmas, I think. Yeah, yeah right. I'll just oh, chuck I'm on the Polish music and too. it's just polka. I'm not with you guys. We no, no, we're, we're doing another... Oh, this is not for the podcast, ah, but okay. I'll probably see you Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not doing Vigilia. We're doing Vigilia with Dad's side. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's good. Maybe I might say Christmas Day instead of Vigilia. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I'll, keep, of, I'll keep that in. Just so you guys know, uh, <laughs> just so you guys know, Vigilia for Polish is the Christmas Eve. So we don't we don't really yeah. celebrate Christmas as much, but we celebrate it Christmas Eve. So that's our big sort of get together. And because we yeah. both have two Polish sides, that's we sort of separate because my partner's Polish. Anyway, yeah. continuing on. So uh, didn't, have, didn't have to go into that. But yeah. anyway, let's uh, move on. Santa's workshop. So Santa's Kevin's workshop. going to a sort of Santa's workshop, so where you bring kids to sit on Santa's knee yeah. and ask what you want for Christmas. Um, and it's late in the night, so Santa's not there anymore. Um, the, there's an elf there. Um, she tells Kevin that Santa might be going to his car, which now that I listen to it now, it's kind of a funny <laughs> yeah. thing to think Santa's got a car. Yeah. Um, but it's Santa's just like a middle-aged dude, just um, smashing darts and he gets a parking yeah. fine, uh, uh, which good, he doesn't think Santa about, should be getting a parking fine. Good fact about this. They, uh, they didn't give Chris Farley the role to that Santa Claus. Wow, that would be funny. Yeah, I reckon. Obviously, not, nothing against the guy. I think he does pretty good. But mm. Chris Farley, any anything you can inject him into would have been uh, amazing. Oh, he, he comes up so much in probably, these movies. Like he is just every everywhere in yeah. these movies that we're watching. Yeah, well, if you bring him up every episode, he's going to be in it. <laughs> well, there's a reason sure. to add it. There's a reason. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so Santa's. Uh, yeah, I think the Santa will be, is a lot more placid. Yeah. Uh, than Chris Farley would have been. Um, and he tells Santa that he knows it's not the real Santa, yeah. um, but he works for him. Um, and he even puts up his beard when he realizes he's talking to a kid, yeah. um, which is quite nice of the guy. Yeah, like, he's a good dude. He knows that he's trying to keep the uh, mirage alive yeah, for yeah. this kid and he's doing his best even though he's off the clock. Um, so good on him. No, he's a good dude. Um, and he tells, him, he tells him that he doesn't want any presents. He just wants his family back. So you might be right where he still believes that um, supernaturally, his parents are gone. Yeah. Um, and he's, I like how he lists everyone and he goes, and if you have time, my uncle Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. Santa doesn't give That's him, true. I think Santa said, oh, the elf took all the candy canes for her boyfriend. Um, but then he goes, yeah, everyone's got to get something when they visit Santa. So he gives him a couple of green Tic Tacs, which really luminous in his hand, which I've always, <laughs> always stuck out. But yeah, um, yeah no, nah, I thought that was quite a nice little touch. So the Santa is a good dude. Um, yeah. So we're starting. We're just sort of getting into, just about to get into sort of the yeah. big part of the movie. Um, but he's sort of mm-hmm. walking home, and he's seeing as he's walking home, he's seeing all these families sort of celebrating Christmas, and 
it's uh, yeah. really a sad, just jealous as yeah, it really has yeah. a sad moment um, where he's sort of really. Well, I think this is where I was sort of losing in my note. You get about an hour into the movie and you just start writing silly notes. Yeah. I just write, sees all the families happy together and is jealous as sucked in dickhead. <laughs> so yeah, I think I sort of losing the plot at this part of the movie. It's like just waiting on, for the uh, hijinks at the end. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, but yeah, he sees sort of a church. Um, and you hear the choir, which sounds quite nice. And I think they use sort of proper choirs. Yep. So I was hung around for the credits a bit too long in this one. Yep. Um, there's like a proper kids choir in there. Yep. But yeah, he hangs out and sort of goes into the church, which is another one of the weird uh, church themes, um, the sort of Catholic themes. He sees old man Marley um, in the church and gets spooked out as he always does. So I can just say before uh, that, but is it, is it the, there's like a massive choir and there's 10 people in the pews. Like, it's such well, a Well, I think thing. it's just... I wrote that too, but I think it's just practice. Yeah, but still, like, surely the parents yeah. would be there for practice, is it? Like, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't leave my uh, choir kids in a church, especially these days, um, yeah. <laughs> with everything that can go on. Um, Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Play on. Play on. Yeah, um, and this is where I strategically change it from uh, Old Man Marley to Mr. Marley, uh, just to nice, show some respects nice. in my notes. Um, but he sort of tells Kevin, Merry Christmas, and he asks if he can sit down next to him. Um, and he says that his daughter's in the choir, and he tells Kevin that all the rumors that he's heard about him aren't true. So obviously he knows that the kids in the neighborhood think he's a creepy old dude that yeah. murders everyone, but that's not true. Um, and he asks Kevin how he's feeling and he says sort of not too great and and he says the church is a place to be if you're not if you're feeling bad about yourself so another one of those weird little bit preachy yeah Um, I don't know yeah (laughs) yeah and he asks sort of Kevin if he's good and Kevin actually admits that Mm. um, he hasn't been good this year Um, he's been a bit of a shit um, (laughs) and he admits that he loves his and misses his family so just remind me of liar liar oh I'm such a shit Yeah, um, yeah. So he's missing his family, and yeah, we sort of, it's sort of a bit of a realization for him at this moment. And I just wrote here, old man Marley's a boss. I should have said Mister Marley, but uh, Mister Marley's yeah. a boss. He's just like such a nice dude, but he's he's self-reflective, yeah. and he's just a really kind guy. Um, so mm-hmm. basically, says he's fighting with his son, and his son doesn't talk. Him and his son both don't talk, saying that not blaming it on anyone, saying that they both sort of got into it, um, and they have this fight. Um, and Kevin's like, why don't you call him? He said, I'm afraid if I try to call him, you won't talk back. And then, uh, Kevin being pretty, uh, pretty mature says he, you should encourage him to take the risk and call his son because he would always talk to his dad, especially on Christmas. Um, and I just wrote here, yeah. Kevin being real, Kevin being real. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he basically says, and he'll see what happens with his son and, uh, I don't know if mm-hmm. there's anything else that I missed here, but they, I think he just pretty much says Merry yeah. Christmas and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then sort of Kevin says, this is my house. I have to defend it, yeah, which yeah. is another fourth worldly, worldly yeah. moment. After he hears the um, church bells, you, that it's really close to yeah. nine o'clock. Like yeah. the intense, like, ding, 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 And then sort of Kevin's at his house setting up the booby traps um, for it? the wet boys when they break in. When we speed round it. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's got cute, um, cute this blueprint. Is our mo- yeah, this is our montage part of the movie. True. Yeah, we, we haven't had... Need one. We haven't had much. Yeah. There was a little bit when he's running around the house maybe, but yeah, not much. Yeah. Uh, so cute blueprint of like a kid's drawn blueprint. Mm-hmm. 
puts cars on the floor, liquid on the steps, which I'm pretty sure is just water. Makes a hot handle. We see the tarantula yeah. running. Well, around. he wants to make it slippery. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tarantula. We got the home uh, home steps, mm-hmm. which I think is just sort of again liquid. Uh, sorry, hosing mm-hmm. the steps. That was meant to be. Uh, a nail on the floor, yeah. uh, a rope to the treehouse. That's the worst one. Yeah, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. A rope to the treehouse and a rope here. The treehouse wasn't built, but was added during filming and then torn down after the filming. So a bit sad there. Um, sad. Baubles on the floor, paint cans tied up. And again, we see that tarantula mm-hmm. um, popping up. So he's done all this setup. He's about to eat his delicious mm. mac and cheese, which I am jealous of because there's nothing better than a mac and cheese, especially being a white white person. Mm. Mac and cheese is just delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. it's just the microwave dinner. Yeah. That he Are these microwave the meals shops, any good? I'll give fine. it a whirl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, basically about to eat the meal and then the clock strikes nine and then he knows that robbers are very punctual. And that they, <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote as well. All right, like, is he some sort of engineer or psychopath or yeah, something in between? Because I don't know a, how we set this all up. Yeah, in what like two hours? Yeah. Um, but yeah, another sort of weird Christian thing where he does grace. Yeah. Um, right before he yeah, eats to a lot of um, I know Pepsi or Catholicism. Which ones? Uh, which ones in this yeah, movie more? Take both. Um, hey, maybe we might. But have, yeah, might I was going to say they're very might have stumbled on something there. Pepsi and Catholicism. And, uh, see, was, and this is our sponsor for the week. It's the Catholic Church. Uh, anyway, almost did a spit. Almost uh, so, did a spit take <laughs> Yeah, no, I nearly got you. Um, so, yeah, I, was gonna, I wrote that down too. It, it kicks off at 9 p.m. And I guess all the robbers are very efficient. Yeah, I wrote clock strikes nine, very punctual mm-hmm. robbers. Um, says the, mm-hmm. I, and basically the robbers say, uh, start, they'll go through the back. You never know. He might let us in. Kids mm-hmm. are stupid. It's just a nice little setup yeah. in terms of just like you guys got no idea what's about to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with, I just did a lot of like centered space, centered space because a lot of sort yeah, of things going on me here. Me too. So uh, the first one is he's sticking his head through the door. Oh no, sorry. Um, Kevin's putting the BB gun. Th- uh, oh, got the BB gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Got the BB gun in his hand. Cocks yeah. it and he goes, this is it. Don't get scared now. It's another pretty boring line. <laughs> um, and then they're yeah. knocking on the back door. He goes, it's Santa Claus and he's elf. And they're just sort of giggling and cackling. And just, laughing yeah. at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he sticks the gun at the uh, doggy door and um, shoots shoots Harry in the leg. Um, and then... Mm-hmm. Is it in the nuts or in the leg? I thought it was in well, the Yeah, it might have been the nuts. Yeah. yeah. So what are we thinking about pain rating here? Because everyone's got like a bit of a pain rating and sort of... I think that one, you know, that mm-hmm. might be like a four out of ten in terms of sort of yeah. what could happen. It would be bloody sore, especially if it was in the nuts. But um, mm-hmm. we hear Harry's rambling as well. Like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Miles sticks his head through the door, which I don't know how he could think that's a good idea after someone just got <laughs> shot. Um, yeah. And then you hear the hello um, and shoots him with the <laughs> BB gun in the head, which I think probably mm-hmm. would be less painful than the, uh, the nuts. But all right here, yeah. they have a doggy dog, but where's the dog? Yeah, another good call. Very good call. Maybe the dog died a few years ago. Oh, R- just R- R- a, they haven't got one yet because it's it's too fresh. Yeah, but, you know, be. if you want to bring that up, bring that up. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so they agree to split up um, with one going to the front of the house yeah. and one going to so the Harry, sort of garage Harry steps. Harry to the front, Marv to the basement. Yep. Um, you probably have the notes better than I do. Yeah, I got a lot like you, which just like one liners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure where we are. But yeah, Harry's Harry sort of slips we're on the on. slips on the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is the front where he's so he's going up the stairs and he does the dramatic slap yep. backwards and fall on uh, yeah the back. I feel bad for his back yeah. far out <laughs> that, that hurt my back I reckon that would I reckon that's like a six and that's like winded and like mm-hmm. you won't be up for quite a long time uh, and then yep. Marv slips down the stairs and then uh, he sort of does his first little ow the first little noise because yeah. Marv's noises are just <laughs> the best in this um, and he basically just can't get up uh, on that sort of base and that sort of slippery staircase yeah um, uh, and then Harry's again trying to get back up the stairs and then does the exact same uh, massive tumble down so he's gone down mm-hmm. these stairs and ate shit twice on concrete so again like there could be some serious br- internal bruising and uh, bleeding that's coming yeah. up yeah 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 fractured ribs that yeah. are going into your vital organs yeah um, Marv sort of scurries up and he starts walking to the door, which is weirdly unlocked. Yeah, I read I that why too. It would I read oversight. Be, why isn't it just at least locked? Yeah. You know, as a bare minimum, maybe you can break it and like at least like punch through and sort of open it from the inside. But Buy more time. Um, as well as this, like, yeah, can I a just, little bit. Can I just say, why isn't he called the cops now that they're starting to break in? Because the, the phone is well, in the house and yeah. it's working. And also, um, the phone lines are supposed to be down yeah. as well. I don't know if they fixed it in time. Like, it makes sense um, if he ran to a neighbor's house and called. But no, he didn't. He actually called from their phone. So anyway, that's another thing yeah. that shipped me a little bit. Um, yeah. This. Anyway, so Harry's walking through the dark of the basement and he pulls what he thinks is sort of to turn on the light, but a iron to iron your clothes not an iron piece of iron because I think that'll be a whole different story it was a piece of iron yeah. um, but falls on his head and I wrote that's at least a concussion or a broken skull yeah. um, leading to brain damage I did KO very bad trauma like very bad yeah. head trauma on that I think it could, yeah. it could potentially be death if it was in the wrong spot as well but yeah mm-hmm. I think at, at the bare minimum KO and very bad trauma and you're not getting up for a very yep. long time yeah um, and then we go to Harry who finally gets to the front door and you can see that it's burning hot um, before he touches it. Uh, but he grabs onto it and it burns his hand and he goes flying back into the snow and he puts his hand in there to cool it off. I like the blowing and noise he does. Massive... He goes, a... yeah. <laughs> it's not even yeah. like a proper like blow. It's like, but the sizzle, <laughs> yeah, in, the, the sizzle in the ice as well is like the, the thing that gets me in this. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. And it's got that massive M embroidered yeah. on his hand. <laughs> the McAllister um, M must be painful. Yeah, yeah. How how bored do you have to be to have <laughs> yeah. your initials embroidered on your doorknob? See, I need to get a G. Fuck Imagine me. getting a G on my doorknob. That'd yeah. be so sick. Um, uh, <laughs> Christmas present. There you go. If you if you needed one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. and then Marv's like stepping on the tar. Um, that mm-hmm. sort of he's put. Uh, Kevin's put on the stairs. So he's as he's doing yeah. that, he's losing his shoe. So his shoes are. His shoes are coming off. And I can see in your face mm-hmm. <laughs> in preparation for what yeah. I'm about to say. He's, uh, he then steps on the long ass nail and like wide nail mm-hmm. into the bare foot, which for me, I think that if he got the wrong spot of the foot, there could be some serious like nerve damage. Like, <laughs> const- like it could be a long-term injury, that one as well. A lot longer than you think. Um, yeah, and it's like at least see that nail like yeah. <laughs> that's the bare, bare thing you can do and as, and as well once you're as, watching for as well how's nails. the odds of like just stepping on that part of the stairs where the nail is too like how's mm. the odds 
So he got pretty lucky yeah. there. I wrote here he's let out an almighty scream. That's one hell of a scream. Yeah, from, that's a good uh, scream. Uh, it goes to the front door and Harry. No, sorry, it goes to the back door. Um, Harry comes comes in. <laughs> the blowtorch goes onto his head. I just yeah. I hear I just wrote dead. Like <laughs> this is this is death. <laughs> well, I wrote third. I wrote third degree burns, but you might be right too. I think that one's dead. Um, but like he does a lot of his uh, little sounds too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, yeah, he's, he's he, sticks his, he sticks his head in the snow as well, and again, he's got the sizzle, and you can see that the beanie, oh, the beanie is just completely like third degree burn on the top of the head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so then yeah. Marv's Marv decides I can't get upstairs, so I'm heading back out. Which he's already done so much work; it's a bit stiff that he's going so back out. Um, so Harry basically just bursts through the door with a blowtorch, and he makes his way in mm-hmm. uh, with no consequences as of yet. And Marv is uh, heading through the window next to the tree um, to be able to get in. So the guys have sort of made their way into the house now. And this one, yeah. this one's probably the nicest out of all of them that pops up. Um, yeah, I don't know if you just embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Is this when he gets sort of tarred and feathered? He yeah. gets covered yeah. in the stick, some sticky stuff on paper, and he gets feathers blown in his face, which. I don't know what's that going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like he said, that would take a while to set up too. Yeah. And you have to get your timing right. So I don't know if that's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then uh, Marv is going through the window and he steps on sort of broken baubles yeah. uh, with his already uh, nailed foot, yeah. uh, which would be if, more, I feel sorry for Marv's feet. Uh, so the real ones were made of candy, I found out. They actually made like lolly baubles, which is pretty cool. Um, but there was actually uh, I wrote if these were glass there's deep laceration requiring stitches yeah (laughs) that's another one I feel like I feel like an MD talking about this shit (laughs) Um, Um, yeah so the guys meet up and then Mm -hmm. they look at each other (laughs) this is probably one of my favourite lines he goes why the hell did you you take your shoes off (laughs) he looks at him he goes why the hell are you dressed like a chicken (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've got that too it's so good um and then yeah, they sort of meet up and they're sort of in the main part of the house and they could hear Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're starting to chase him and um, to catch up with him. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, they slip on the cars and like these guys are just like comically bad. <laughs> comically bad at this stage. Yeah. But I think there's a family guy, uh, again, another family guy reference where it's like, uh, the, what, ha- what happens if there was actual robbers? He goes, oh, there's some cars there. So maybe we just don't step on them. And he goes... I'm gonna I'm gonna get you with my tarantula and then they just shoot him. He's like, uh, and now he's the only one, so there's no witnesses. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, so Kevin uh, basically asks if they want some more after they slip on the uh, on the mm-hmm. cars. Yeah, um, and then he's sort of taunting them from upstairs. He goes, "I'm up here, morons." Um, you know, why don't you come and get me? And then he goes, are you going to give up? Or are you guys thirsty for more? So I don't, I don't know why you're egging on yeah. <laughs> um, these criminals in your house. Yeah. Um, but they're running up the stairs to go get him. Um, and then he throws the paint cans down the stairs on the wire. Yeah. Um, and I think, what was it that uh, Harry gets out of the way first and it smashes Marv? Um, and then it, another one comes back down and then hits um, Harry in the face. Yeah. So they both get knocked down from the paint cans. Yeah. Um, Harry gets up and he realizes that he's missing his gold tooth. Yep. Um, and that's the point where Kevin goes into a room um, and he calls the police. And I thought the phone lines were down. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, it's a movie. And as well, if he knows, um, as I wrote here, if he knows they're coming at nine, he's so sure of it. Why don't you just call the cops at nine o'clock or like just before nine o'clock? <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, another one. Another great point. Another gr- and yeah. just hide somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then um, they're chasing after yeah. him. Um, oh, he says as well, I'll snap off your cojones and burn them in motor, motor oil, which is a real, <laughs> real pesci, uh, real pesci line there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so Harry sort of as he's chasing after Kevin. He trips on the wire and sort of KOs himself mm-hmm. a bit. And uh, Marv sort of grabs Kevin's leg and he's sort of got him yeah. a little bit. And Kevin's like halfway up the stairs and he's like sort of etching away. Um, and then he finds mm-hmm. Buzz's tarantula and uh, puts it on his face. And I just wrote the most almighty of screams out of all of them. It's the, yeah, ah! the best one, I think. <laughs> he really nails this one. Um, and that was a real tarantula on his face too. So credit to Daniel Stern. Mm-hmm. So that was an... Uh, that wasn't made yeah. up, so that was uh, yeah, a genuine tarantula on his face, which he had to yell with the spider on his face, which is ballsy, because like, you That's don't want to be terrifying. making many movements and sounds in that situation. So, yeah, yeah. What's tarantulas? They're not venomous or anything. No, not but venomous. They give you a good bite. Furry bastards with some fangs. So yeah, yeah, they give you a big bite. Oh yeah. Uh, but uh, Big Kev jumps on the zip line to go to the <laughs> big Kev. Uh, tree house. <laughs> the old supermarkets. Yeah, I, got, I, got a bit, I got a bit I got a bit silly in my notes at least. Uh, uh, and then sort of another point where Marv um, realizes uh, that the spider is now on Harry's chest yeah. um, and he goes to hit him with is it a golf club? A crowbar. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> the crowbar yeah. it is. And he just smacks him right on the chest and that's more broken yeah. ribs. I said, uh, I said broken ribs, internal bleeding. Internal yeah. organ damage. Yeah. Whereas Jake Peralta says, it's the bleeding's eternal. That's where the blood's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I wrote, um, and I wrote, this is the first one where Kevin actually really gets sore. So Kevin zip lines uh-huh. into the treehouse and I wrote concussion. I reckon that's, I reckon, <laughs> yeah, he's, that's prob- I reckon he's probably got a concussion from that. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, play on. So he refuses, and the, yeah. the, this is where Harry really sort of bottles it. He refuses to go back in the house and goes through his whole fun fair. When I'm like, you know where all the booby mm-hmm. traps are now, so you probably could have, probably would have been a better option. But uh, they, yeah, and the cops won't go to that house either. They'll be going to the other house where Kevin told him to go. Yeah, that's right. Well, they, so they, they could have just stole some shit and left. So. No, but like if they followed, if oh, they just yeah. stole from their house yeah, and left, true. the cops wouldn't have. Yeah, um, they've, lo- they've lost sight of sort yeah. of what they were there for, to do anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he refused to go back to the house and instead wants to go on a flimsy rope. So not the best move mm-hmm. uh, there. And then it's another really good line. And I think my sister does this to me. She's like, are you scared, Marv? Are you afraid? <laughs> um, as he's coasting him onto the, mm-hmm. the rope. Um, and then mm-hmm. sort of as the guys are etching themselves on that sort of rope, Kevin uh, shows the garden clippers and then they, they go, go back, go back. Um, and then mm-hmm. as they, as he clips, they still hold onto the rope and they swing all the way onto the house and onto the brick wall of the house. And again, in brackets, dead. This this one's a death one, I reckon. Yeah, that's a few broken bones. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think... I think, I don't think a bit too many broken bones. I think there's just too many head knocks and too many broken bones and yeah. lacerations where um, it's death at this stage. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Kevin sort of runs away and the guys uh, made a quick comeback and they're chasing after him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so he goes into the house. Does he sort of goad him and say that he's going to call the cops? Yeah. Um, he, Kevin goes into the neighbor's house that was flooded. 
Um, and I could say, yeah, feel bad. It's just real bad structural damage. Yeah. Um, but they sort of outsmart Kevin at this point and say that they're sort of another place and they open the door yeah. um, and he's standing right there and they um, grab him and they're sort of holding him up um, against some sort of coat rack yeah. or something. Yeah, it's a coat rack. Um, yeah. And he's saying, hang on top of there. Just a hook on the back of the door, I think it was, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, they're, yeah, they're sort and of... And they say, yeah, him. they're sort of holding him. So this is where I, this is where I had my Pesci moment. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, just in rehearsals, Pesci broke Culkin's skin uh, when he bit his finger. Jesus. So it was like, and as well, in the movie, he doesn't actually bite his finger. So it was really unnecessary. Yeah, for must him have to taken him that. out. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's bloody brutal. Um, he said that, I think Macaulay Culkin said it in like more of a recent interview um, about Joe Pesci. And is Pesci still alive? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. He was in The Irishman oh, sort yeah. of last year or the year before. That's a good movie, too. Um, but yeah, he's sort of semi retired. Yeah at this point um, so yeah saying um, they're going to do to him everything that they did I won't go through it but it's mm-hmm. like yeah just blow his head with a blowtorch all that stuff yeah um, and then just at the right time as he's, he says I was, um, I'm going to bite off every one of your little fingers and just at the right time Mr. Mm-hmm. Marley comes in and clonks him on the head with his big ass snow shovel um, and I said yep. at this time serious concussion close to death <laughs> yeah um um, yeah, he just takes, yeah takes and then sort of the, the cops arrive yeah yeah um the cops arrive and they arrest him and because of their calling card of um flooding the house they know exactly all the crimes that they've committed yeah. um and that's the last we see of the weddies um <laughs> for the rest of the movie um and then we have the last like very good uh let's just say johnny cash um uh, what's his name uh <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Joe, <laughs> no, we actually Joe got Pesci. his name. No, no, no. The uh, the big dude, the guy from Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. Uh, oh, um, John Candy. John Candy. That's yeah. it. Johnny Cash. It's <laughs> close. Um, they're talking about. So they're in the van, just about to get to um, the McAllister's house, and they're talking about like all the other dads in the van and how sort of they're all sort of loser parents. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about, have you ever gone on vacation and left your child at home? He goes, no, um, but we left it at a funeral home once. My wife and I were distraught. We left a little tyke there all day. At night, we came we, at night we came to our senses. It's like, was he okay? It's like, yeah, he was okay after six or seven weeks. Came around and started talking again. It's like, kids are resilient, resilient. like that. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, she's like, maybe we should stop talking about it. He's like, yeah, I'm happy. Like, you were the one that brought mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> He's like, bring it back on her. He's like, oh, you're, the, you're the one to talk yeah. about it. You're the one that bloody brought it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just love that. Kids um, are resilient. It'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the next scene, um, Kevin wakes up on Christmas and he thought, and he's sort of sad. He assumed his family will be back yeah. or like the wish will come true. Uh, but unfortunately, um, his family aren't back quite yet. Um, the van drops off at sort of the front of Kevin's house. Um, and the mum comes in and I'm like, did Kevin do like a massive cleanup of the house that night? Yeah, he clean up all the death traps and everything. The place is spotless. As well, I'm just thinking um, here, like Mr. Marley knows that like the house has been robbed. It's a mess. Like, why is he leaving him by himself? Like, this is like, nothing's yeah. adding up here. Like, surely you'd offer him some support mm. and I don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah i'll take why wouldn't the police yeah like have Kevin? Yeah. Like, what Clearly they need to inspect station. his house. It's a crime anyway. scene. 
<laughs> well, it's his negligent parents. Why isn't anything happening yeah, to the parents? This is, yeah. Uh, this is bullshit. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, mum comes back uh, and calls for Kevin. And then they sort of have the moment where they sort of stop and look at each other. And then Kevin's a bit hesitant at first. She says she's sorry and sorry. And then they have mm-hmm. a nice little hug um, at the end. Yeah. And then asks where everyone is. And mum says, oh, I'm sorry, honey. They couldn't make it. Uh, in time they mm-hmm. wanted to be here and then just at that time the whole family comes in because they were mm-hmm. on the original flight that she just didn't want to wait for so um yeah, yeah after I think that's that, funny it was uh not worth it um and it is a nice cool older brother moment it's like hey kevin it's pretty cool you didn't burn the place down so it's like a, yeah, yeah my brother's accepted me <laughs> money bars yeah and they're all sort of amazed it's like oh they wanted to have a coffee or something yeah it's like oh now we're out of milk yeah and kevin goes i bought some milk and they're all amazed that he went grocery shopping <laughs> yeah. it's like oh kevin went grocery shopping <laughs> Um, and, and they like, go, what else did you do? He goes, you know, just hung around. Yeah. And he's like, you know, gave him a wink. <laughs> it's like, no one tried to break into the house or anything. <laughs> what did the cops talk to the parents? But I like it how dad as yeah, well, yeah. it's like, um, the, the dad rocks up. He's like, oh, Kevin's here. It's like, dude, come on. Your yeah. son's like almost could have died. Yeah. Like just show a bit of like, a bit more enthusiasm than mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, um, yeah. So dad finds a gold tooth. Um, which is sort of mm-hmm. another sort of That's like good... rounding up of everything. Yeah, um, yeah. And Kevin sort of sees Mr. Marley hugging his son and his daughter. Oh, sorry, his um, granddaughter um, and his <laughs> daughter-in-law. Um, and then he's sort of waving at Kevin at the same time. So it's a nice little wrap up there. Yeah. And then there's just the, the finishing of like from Buzz, Kevin, what did you do to my room? And there's the uh, yeah. shit himself sort of thing. And that's how the movie ends. Credits. Yeah, it was a fun one. Nice uh, Christmas special. It was nice. It was a bit nostalgic that we... one. We haven't done sort of one. Yeah. Like, it's like not really a, a piss take sort of comedy yeah. for a while. Comedy, it's, um, comedy. It's a nice yeah. one to do and reflect, especially coming up to the the holiday period as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, it's about 10 o'clock <laughs> at night. So yeah. we've done pretty well, i got to say. we call it. So if you listen to this the week of Christmas, um, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Uh, to everyone, um, I think the next one we have to do basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll, pop we'll that lock that there. one in. Um, but All right. yeah, thanks everyone for listening in. Thanks everyone for continuing to tuning in. It's probably our last. Well, it would be the last one for the year, I think, uh, in terms of for this yeah, year. Maybe. So thanks for all your support in our first year. We're not taking the uh, mandated uh, podcasting break. We're working right through the holidays. So. <laughs> We yeah, we could probably smash on. out more episodes in the holidays, I, to be honest. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> backlog about I've got two to, months' work. Yeah, I've got to um, I've got to catch up before my honeymoon and wedding and everything. So I think we've got a bit mm-hmm. of work to do. So, but it's not work yeah. when you love it. So continue listening on. We'll continue potting. Until next time, guys. Catch you later. Thanks. Thanks for the quick one, Michael. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking we broke a record. All right. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs>